He's fully barred up. But it's not cutting in and out, so that's a plus. Maybe he's just hearing the... Air conditioning. Yeah. It's probably the air conditioning. Can you hear it in the headphones? You it's, must be able it's to. It's there, but the mics are so much... It's not like... It's there, but it's not... A pro- I wouldn't consider it a problem. But this mm. kind of mic is different, so... Um, yeah. What about the dropping of the lid on the table? <laughs> yeah, I can hear that. Right, good. <laughs> <laughs> I like to point out when you're making little sounds and you not realising it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much all the time. Yeah. True. <laughs> so should we start? Okay. <clears throat> we have some sort of plan. Do you want to make a burp that you have to cut out later? <laughs> I've been doing that actually Because <laughs> the idea of burping sounds good in my brain Oh, yeah Because it sounds, you know, everyone's having sort of a casual thing And, you know But then when I listen back to it in the in the broadcast It's like It's quite loud People don't want to hear <laughs> people burping It doesn't sound good <laughs> So I cut it out I remember when we played World of Warcraft And people used to do it all the time oh. And it used to shit me so much <laughs> oh. I was like, don't do why are you doing that i don't understand <laughs> and then they would do it more because they knew it pissed me off yep ah <laughs> uh, good times yeah. so now we got to point out something we find annoying about matt huh we got to find something about you that he's annoys us so about he's so annoyingly perfect he's always sick yeah Always coughing into the microphone. Yeah. Occasionally unavailable on mystery um, <laughs> things where <laughs> involving girls or something. Well, or it's, who knows? Yeah, who, who does know? know? Matt probably unconfirmed knows. at this mm. stage. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Welcome to Game the System Podcast, episode 61, a podcast about the people that play retro, arcade, modern, pinball, and everything in between. It's the 1st of February, 2020, and my name is Mark Bell. My name's John. My name's Matt. How are we people, guys? (laughs) Disclaimer, I sound Uh, weird because I've got tonsillitis. Right. Yeah, that's a... Just putting it out there. Okay. That's good to know because you do sound a little bit weird. Hmm. You're like a special guest, a special yeah. Matt. Who's this guest. other guy? Yeah, <laughs> this new guy, this sick guy. Why yeah. is he here? Yeah. He's going to infect us all. Yeah. What's the What's the symptoms of tonsillitis? I got a sore throat uh, yeah. for like four days or something. Right. Uh, hurts when you swallow, and this this stuff here on your the neck glands. Swollen? Is, is that right? Probably. And. I've got spotty tonsils if you look at them. Ah, okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Right. But apart from that, like, you're pretty much okay? A uh, bit fever. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Hmm. Right. But it's not corona. No. Uh, I mean... Okay. <laughs> I was worried. You know, not really worried. But... Uh-huh. A little bit worried. came in and everyone at UNSW is freaking out. Right. Uh, I'm like, well, I'm not going to go to work and... Hmm. You know, we just, I'll just, I, so I stayed home. That's why you have six Thursday days. Friday. Yeah. Oh my God, that's unheard of for Just you. for a sore throat. 
because mm. yeah you know yeah I, people are freaking yeah yeah but then again too do you want to be at home on your own <laughs> i mean i i don't know what's the what's the well, onset of Kano- i think it's just like a flu it, it's well I mean, it's barely i mean it's not something that like hits you quickly and then you're totally helpless or something i don't know yeah, who knows? But I, I think mean, there's a lot of speculation still about how it works. Mm. Like I was listening to the news on the way to work, which I always do Friday yesterday, mm. I think. Mm-hmm. And um, they were saying that they haven't confirmed, but they think that it's um, contagious and transferable from human to human, even without uh, people displaying symptoms. Yeah. Mm. So... That's a big concern mm. if that's the case. I think people don't know that they're infected. That's not very. That's not un, really all that uncommon, though, isn't it? That's normal for a flu, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, because it's just scary because it's so dangerous. Well, I'm not still sure it's dangerous. It's, it's, oh, really? It's for infants maybe and only elderly. slightly worse than a normal flu. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, like, huh, but okay. it doesn't m- murder that many po- more people than murder. <laughs> I mean, what else? Like, you know, the death rate is not so much higher apparently right mm. so that's why it's mostly like parents freaking out yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's bad for kids bad yeah. for all people right yeah okay and the comparison they were making was SARS so when SARS was a big national uh, international emergency um, one of the things with that was that it's not it wasn't contagious until people were showing symptoms like fever right whereas this one looks like there are no symptoms when it's transferable okay but still, it's all speculation, from what I've heard. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm just not concerned about it. It sounds like maybe worse than the flu. But mm, yeah. if you're a normal, healthy individual, mm. then yeah, yeah it's we'll not going to okay. kill you. So mm. Mm. yeah. So I think yeah, it's good to be aware, but there's no need to get all uh, yeah concerned. Yeah. If you got sick, of course. I think like you would stay at home like you did but um hmm. i mean i think i think you should do that anyway you're supposed to do that anyway you know uh hmm. although you're saying matt should be at home right now no no yeah <laughs> doctor told me it was okay to go outside right okay. you know, we just can't be like close contact face near yeah. a microphone no kissing yeah don't don't eat we the should, microphone um, after i give it back to you yeah mm. we okay. should label that one and i'll put it through the wash <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch his money that are sitting that's sitting on the keyboard. Oh, that's my money that he's played. Now with. he's touched it. Well, oh. I didn't lick it. Damn it! I need that for arcades later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're still alive, even though Matt's got tonsillitis. Mm. Yeah. Um, cool. And you know what's somewhat reasonably almost exciting? I might know. No. Oh. <laughs> okay, you. Have a guess. Be back 2020. No, no. That is also exciting. Okay, but where I was going with oh. this? Did Pax announce their dates? True, but this is not. Also, not. <laughs> 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 These are all exciting things, and probably more exciting than the thing I'm going to mention. Hmm. But I'm going to mention this anyway. Uh, we are two years old. Ah, oh, oh, yeah. The podcast. Uh, so we published our very first podcast on the 30th of January 2018 mm-hmm. It's now the 1st of February 2020 So as far as a podcast anniversary date This is probably as close as you can get Cool mm. 
So there you go. We've been doing this for two years. Yeah. Wow. That's weird. <laughs> That's <laughs> gone very quickly. It's a lot, a lot of time. Hmm. Mm. A lot of time for us to be sitting in front of each other, speaking into microphones. Yeah. Yeah. So how, what episode are we on again? 61. Okay. So what's that? That's about 55 episodes per year. No, 55 episodes per year. <laughs> 35 episodes per year. Okay. No? Yeah. Is that 30.5 episodes per year? <laughs> it's a bit more than one a fortnight. I, I do math. Because there's 50, England 52 in weeks. So 1.1 per fortnight? Is that roughly? Uh, I mean, a calculator. <laughs> 1.2? I don't know. I'm really bad with numbers, I don't think, by the way. I don't think it's necessary to get to the point degree. No, I don't <laughs> think it's uh, very interesting. Either way, we've done 61 in two years. Cool. Yeah. And we're still going, despite the fact we've slowed down considerably mm. in the last probably two months, three months. Yep. Um, and there's various reasons for that. Christmas, holidays, work, mm-hmm. babies... Mm. All of those things. Um, but we're still going. Mm. I mean, this is the longest time we've been without publishing a podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think last podcast I said the, exactly the same thing. <laughs> so now we've eclipsed that record. Um, but yeah, we're still going. We still intend to produce podcasts. Mm. It's just... Um, I think at the beginning we always said uh, that we would never... It would always be something that we did for fun. And as soon mm. as it started to feel like work or a pain in the ass, mm. we would uh, not immediately throw in the towel, but at least consider yeah. our options. Yeah. It always has to be fun for us to do. Otherwise, mm. why do it? Mm. But that's not the reason why, you know, it's slowing down a little bit. I mean, it's just our lives, mm. you know, priorities yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But I suppose um, what I'm getting at is sometimes when you have other things like that, it has to be put aside, you know, mm. it's a second priority. Mm. So, um, and if you start trying to make it like a first priority, that's when it starts to, I think, yeah, that's a good point. go downhill. Yep. And that's where you start uh, not enjoying it as much because you're forcing yourself to do it when right. you feel like you've got other things you need to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, for me, I mean, January was sort of thrown out the window um, mm-hmm. in a, with not much notice because um, I was asked to step into a new role in the university mm-hmm. um, and I stupidly accepted that offer. You sucker. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to probably take me out for the next five to six months. So wow. I expect... The podcast stuff and game the system stuff in general to slow down quite a bit. Mm -hmm. But we're going to still try and keep doing it. It's just I need to focus a lot on my work over the next five months or so. Yep. Because it was was an opportunity I couldn't refuse, basically. It's it's a fantastic opportunity. It just means my workload will increase significantly. Mm. Okay. But it's cool. It's exciting. That's good. Yes. So, yeah, we're two years old. And we're still going. We're not going mm. anywhere. Terrible twos. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's it. <laughs> ah, so what else has been going on? Um, so we are 
soon doing the best Commodore 64 game mm. as part of our podcast series. Mm-hmm. We've done a bunch of these. We've done best Mega Drive game, best Master System game, best beat 'em up best game from 1989, best game from, was it 1990? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've done a bunch of them anyway. And so the next one we wanted to do was the best Commodore 64 game for our 64th episode, which yep. is three episodes away. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, we wanted to get two other people who are huge Commodore 64 fans as guests on that podcast on episode 64. Yep. And because we have two extra guests and the various logistics around all of that kind of stuff, we decided to not do our usual nominations episode because we usually do a nominations episode, yep. play all the games, and then a couple of episodes later we get together and actually decide the best whatever it is category. Yeah, so the logistics wasn't really going to work to do that, so we did a virtual nominations on mm-hmm. the Discord channel. Um, so I imagined all five of us, yeah, five of us sitting around the table mm-hmm. and I spun Snoopy Tennis Game & Watch <laughs> as if everyone was at the table to see who would pick a game first. And oh, was it five though? Because I'm not nominating any games. Oh, true. It would have been me imagining four people around right. the table because to, to explain this to the readers, John is not familiar with the Commodore 64. Nope. He uh, didn't really grow up in the era. I didn't know... I'd never heard of the Commodore 64 until I met you guys. Right. Whoa. Wow. That's weird. In in my world, uh, there was like 386, 486, and then from there, it's like going to consoles like Master System. Hmm. Um, and of course, like you can... I never had an NES, but obviously... You know, you would know about the NES. Mm. But yeah, never experienced a Commodore 64 or mm. knew what it was or ever played any games on tape before. Yeah. Um, so I learned about tapes in like computer studies in high school, but they only tell you about like just running programs off tapes, not that, you know, you can get games and stuff like that. Mm. So um, yeah, that's probably, that's all I knew about it. And when they say tapes, I just imagine the big reel-to-reel tapes oh, as well. I think, yeah. I didn't know that they meant like cassettes. Cassette tapes, yeah. 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 The Commodore 64 also has discs, but right. yeah, tapes are also a... Is there, there's cartridges as well, isn't there? Yeah, cartridges yeah. as yeah. well, yeah. Um, so yeah, because you aren't familiar with that platform, um, we, we didn't have you as part of the nominations, but we will have you as part of the playing the games that were nominated by the four. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, I'm definitely keen to like try them and learn more about the games. Mm. I think it'd be a good sort of counterbalance because the four of us, which is myself, Matt, Ben Campbell from 1989, and Evan Weston, are C64 fanboys. Mm-hmm. But you know, we absolutely love the Commodore 64. You would provide a good counterbalance because you're you'd be playing these games with completely fresh eyes. Yep. So while we're sort of fanning out over such and such a game, (laughs) you're probably sitting there going, what the fuck are these idiots talking about? (laughs) Um, So we did that virtual nominations over Discord. I spun Snoopy Tennis and Ben Campbell was chosen to nominate first. 
Um, and we did the usual nominations, but because there's four of us, we had a people's vote as well. So the Discord was able to vote and pick a game in the selection. And us as nominators could pick two. So all up there's nine, nine games. I think that's right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yep. The people, the readers, they chose C64 Anabolt, which is a reasonably recent game on the Commodore 64. I think it was, what, 2010? Uh, Around there? 2015? I don't know. I probably should have done some research, (laughs) research, but either way, it's a modern Commodore 64 game on cartridge. Mm -hmm. Um, And the people, the readers, chose that one. Then Ben Campbell, he chose The Last Ninja, pretty good choice i would say mm-hmm. <laughs> being a last ninja fanboy and so is ben campbell evan weston chose Turrican 2 matt you chose ik plus yeah. then i chose archon then it went back round to ben he chose way of the exploding fist evan chose last ninja 3 matt you chose Whizball, and then i felt the peer pressure <laughs> and decided to complete the trilogy and chose <laughs> Last Ninja 2. <laughs> so you could almost say this is the battle of the martial arts Commodore 64 games. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> there's the Last Ninja, IK+, Plus, Way of the Exploding Fist, Last Ninja 3 and Last Ninja 2. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a lot of ninjas and kung fu and punching in the face. <laughs> but you get that. It was the 80s slash 90s. People were martial arts huge, crazy. Man. It was yeah. the ninja period. Yeah. That's why there's a ninja in Dark Seal. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Everyone loved ninjas back then and turtles. Mm. Who were also ninjas. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Unless you're in England and then they're just heroes. Yeah. Which Ooh. is stupid. <laughs> English people. Ben Campbell's an English person, by the way. And I'm half English. <laughs> oh, me too. Really? My mom's English. Oh. Well, well there she you was go. born in England, but she was came here when she was quite young, so Yeah, my, same with my mom. Hmm. There you go. Who knew? We could be brothers we from different mothers. We're ourselves. Yeah, so we're allowed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so in episode 64, well, first of all, um, as part of that nominating, all us five people will go away and play all of these games and then come back on episode 64 to rank them mm-hmm. and choose the best Commodore 64 game or the best martial arts game or both. Mm-hmm. As the case may be. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, what else has happened? We went to Ben Benassik's house for a arcade slash retro mm-hmm. console meet. I had full intentions of playing Commodore 64 games. Hmm. I did play one, but it's not. It's like not really a Commodore 64 game. Because uh, it's like a yes. modern indie game that's been ported. Uh-huh. Did you play uh, Crate or? Box? Mm. Yeah. yeah, Super Crate Box. Super yep. Bread Box. Super it's Bread Box. On the, on the C64, yep. yeah. <laughs> and I was playing it and Mark, uh, Mark was there and I was like, what am I supposed to do? And he said, collect the crates. And I started doing it and um, I'm like, ah, what's the, what's the score or had, what's the best score? And I was on nine and, he, and then you said 13 and I was like, oh, I'm doing good then. And <laughs> Then as soon as you said that, I pretty much died. And after that, I couldn't beat like five. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all of a sudden, all the pressure like 
came down on top of me and mm. <laughs> it's a cool game i think that game it's another modern game like you said on cartridge i think it was released in i don't know it was like 2010 or 2015 mm-hmm. something like that and yeah it's a what they call a demake from a i think it's pc is it pc i can't remember what i, think I played it, must it have on been originally Probably released also a flash game yeah it might have been yeah it might have been a flash game but i think it's I think it's pretty new, like it's after the Flash heyday. Oh. Mm. Um, I remember I have played it, so it can't be on PC because I haven't played PC games for probably oh. a decade. So, yeah, I don't know. Either mm. way, it's a single screen type of game where, like you said, you go around and you, know, you collect crates and all the time there's monsters falling from the ceiling and running down the platforms, yep. so you have to shoot or avoid the monsters whilst collecting the crates every time you collect a crate your score goes up by one mm-hmm. but your weapon also changes yeah and so you collect a crate and say maybe then it gives you the flamethrower and mm. so that sort of changes the way that you're mm. navigating the platforms yep. and killing the dudes next crate you collect you might collect the disc which is a weapon that fires like a laser but then when it hits the opposite wall it bounces back mm-hmm. and you have to jump over it yep there's heaps of different weapons and the more you play the more weapons that unlock so the more varied it gets and so on and so forth yeah yeah so that was on the c64 that i brought to ben's meet the ultimate 64 yep um other games he had though that were set up in for competition let's have a look here i've got a screenshot he had Theatre of Magic set up on his virtual pin. Mm-hmm. He had Popeye set up on his Famicom. Yeah. Famicom. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 set up on what? Dreamcast. 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 Typing of the Dead. That was Dreamcast <laughs> as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Xeno Crisis on the Mega Drive. That's a pretty well brand new Mega Drive game that came out end of 2019 I believe or at least that's when Ben and I bought a copy a physical copy of this Mega Drive game Virtua Fighter 4 on the Naomi Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, my mum it was on the arcade machine but I don't know whether it was Uh, but it was Naomi I, I don't know for sure but that sounds right okay in terms of eras yeah yep in the Hunt. Oh, no. Would that have been SBT? Or was it... No, the other game was STV. Sorry. Right. In the Hunt was Saturn, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cotton Boomerang. Mm-hmm. That's on the STV the or SBT? I, I think or, so. Okay. Yeah. And Vaboom, which oh, is yeah. a modern... Oh, yeah. ...version of Kaboom. Kaboom is the Atari 2600 game. Uh, Vaboom is on the Vectrex. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So all vector graphics. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that was a lot of fun. We played all of those games in competition, uh, ranked scoring, obviously, and as well as a bunch of other games that were just lying about because Ben has mm. an amazing collection. How did you find Vaboom, Matt? Uh, it's hard. Harder than, like, the control's not yeah. as good. Yeah, yeah control's making on. I think um, so I think the, the paddle control really does, is part of what makes that game good. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I found it really frustrating to play. <laughs> mm. um, I found it more so because 
you could choose an analog control method, so that was mm. good. Mm. And the joystick was quite good at that, but there was a dead zone on the left. Mm. It was a bit right. funny, yeah. Like even then, I was trying mm. all sorts of different ways. I was holding it like straight up and down, so that it was kind of like up and down. I felt like oh. I got better precision by holding it, because that's how like um, uh, pilots, radio control pilots. Guys that fly, oh, they, they pinch the yeah, they pinch, they the, pinch stick. the stick. Okay, uh-huh. yeah, because they're long sticks like that, mm-hmm. and they pinch the stick, and it gives you more precision than trying to thumb control yeah. it. I was not thumbing it. Yeah, yeah. Like hold, hold the thing. Yeah, mm. so I think I was holding the stick like up the whole time, and then going left and right, mm. right, to avoid the dead zone. Yeah. Okay. I think, yeah, it's probably less of a dead zone, more of a dead zone on the controller. If you hit a diagonal, I think it just stops. Mm. Oh, really? Uh, registering that input, maybe? Mm. I don't think I ever actually tried the digital controls. I always did analog. Mm. Yeah, I never tried the digital either. Mm. Uh, typing of the Dead was probably my favourite of the day. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. a really fun That's game. <laughs> yeah. I'd need to buy that. It's on um, Steam. Yeah, it's on PC. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't help me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it might be on iOS. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. Probably not, but no. Yeah, probably not. Maybe Linux. Mm. Maybe. Probably not. No. <laughs> I could just get it on Dreamcast. There you go. Uh, yes. Yes. You can. Mm. I don't think it's cheap. I mm. think the keyboard is expensive. Right. Ben said he might have a keyboard. He had two there. Right. Yeah, he had one because there's the big, like, beige one, like, you know... 2000s era mm-hmm. keyboard or mm-hmm. before 2000 um, and then you've got like the laptop style keyboard the numpadless I don't know if it has a numpad or not but it's like the uh, low profile keys yeah that's the one he had wasn't it that we were using there we were using the beige one and oh, he okay. had the other one right there you could probably use that if you wanted to but I never right. tried it because I prefer the bigger keys anyway right um, it's a funny game that because and we talked about it briefly uh, at Ben's place, but it's something that it's so different to other video games, I think, because typing is like a skill that you have or that you build up over time. Yeah. And as um, part of work more than anything, I yeah. think. And it's something that like back in the day when I suppose it was more of a rare skill, they used to measure your speed. But these days, no one even bothers. Like, can yeah. you type? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, and uh, so that sort of thing just doesn't really happen anymore. And I, you know, like probably a lot of people, I think, oh, yeah, I'm a pretty fast typer. This will be fun. And uh, I was playing it and I was like, yeah, this is a lot of fun. Like, and I was struggling to get past the first boss. And I finally did. I'm like, yes, I beat the first boss. Mm. And then um, um, Tara came along. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who's and sat down and just smashed it like yeah. she's not not she likes games but i would say she's getting into games and learning about a lot of games mm. and um is not a not a massive game player and she often puts in like a token effort i think um in these comps which is pretty cool that she's mm. like open to trying everything mm. um and she just I'm pretty sure she... Oh, did you match her? You guys were pretty much on par, weren't um, you, Matt? Yeah, she was ahead in the end, I think. Right. Yeah. I can have a look to see 
uh, who took Typing of the Dead. But for those that don't know Typing of the Dead, it's like... Um, what's the original game oh, called? Yeah, we have House of the Dead. House of the Dead, <laughs> which is a light gun game. Yeah, so you're yeah. shooting the screen at yeah. zombies coming at you in first person. Typing of the Dead. Um, it's exactly House of the Dead, except you, you have don't a, shoot at the screen. No, it you have a keyboard. Words on the screen, and yep. you type the words. Yeah, yep. kills the zombie. So as the zombie's coming at you, he has a word sort of in front of him. Uh, yeah, and you need to type that word, and sometimes it's got funny punctuation. Yeah. Sometimes the sentences are uh, just things you wouldn't ordinarily type, so they sometimes yeah. catch you in funny ways. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes medical terms. Yeah. Um, but oftentimes it can be really funny as well, some of the things it says. Yeah. Really funny sayings. Uh, I think... So I was just going to look yeah. who won. Tara did win Typing of the Dead. Yep. Yep. So that's pretty awesome. The most hilarious part of that game is the way that they change the models. Yeah. So in the game, there's little cutscenes, and it's all like 3D rendered in the game. And the it's like you're two... I don't even know what you're meant to be, policemen or something. And they have pistols, obviously, because yeah. it's a shooting game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Typing of the Dead, they have like... You know those trays that, uh, you know, when people are like selling things at the football or the soccer mm-hmm. or something, and they mm-hmm. have like a tray of food like around their neck and they're yep. selling it yep. it's like that with a keyboard yeah. and they've got this backpack which is kind of like the Ghostbusters almost except it's a Dreamcast yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like they got this keyboard with a Dreamcast on the back of them and <laughs> it, it just, just looks hilarious it's so ridiculous but yeah. it's so really good, funny it, it's a stupid idea and it's kind of one of those goofy things that you think oh that'd be really funny and you know I'd love to try that but it actually works as a fun game to play as well. It's yeah. actually just a really fun game. Yeah. It definitely uh, is. It gets intense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I like to think of myself as a really good typer. I'm a touch typer. I don't need to look at the keyboard or anything. Right. But when you've got a zombie running at you yeah. and you've got this brief amount of time to type out this sentence, mm. it's really easy to just get um, sort of like you miss one key and you type the rest of it, but because you need to get all the keys in a row, obviously, it stops in the middle of the word and you get right. flustered and you yep. try and go back to that, you know, letter that you're up to before. Yep. And yeah, you can, you can easily get flustered and just, yep. yeah, take a hit. And once you start a word, you can't just switch to another word. You have to yeah. finish it. So if you accidentally happen to press the key of another word and start the word you weren't intending to type, it mm. can really screw you up because then mm. you're like, I'm pressing the key, what's happening? Yeah. And it's locked on to the other word. Mm. Yeah. And it's interesting too because it's got uh, branching paths. So mm-hmm. sometimes there's a there's a person that you need to save because they're running from a zombie in front of you. And if you're quick enough to type the word, because oftentimes you have to do it really quickly, mm. um, and if you save them, then they will point you in a different direction and you head off in a different direction then there's another person to save. And So depending on how well you're going and how quickly you're typing and reacting is depending on which paths you're going on. Yeah. Which I think is really cool because that means you're just not going on a linear path all the time. Mm. It's it's almost... it's You're going on different paths depending on how well you're going, which yeah. is really cool. That's one of the really cool things about House of the Dead because that's... Uh, mechanic from the original game and then mm. there's another game called um, Vampire Night which is basically Namco trying to copy Sega's House of the Dead and in Vampire Night there's like 
a shop and stuff too so it's almost a bit like resident evil 4 where you can go and buy upgrades and Hmm. stuff Hmm. and i'm really keen to play that some more but i haven't really had much of a chance to do it um yeah so i'll have to i really want to play that some more because i think it's got that it's got that complexity to it that makes it a bit more interesting than just an on rails Mm -hmm. shooting game yep yeah yeah denny devito in the chat in the chat says he um just googled typing of the dead and he's going to get it on steam now yeah (laughs) he also posted a picture of a cab i don't know if it's a conversion i'm assuming it's a conversion it's probably not legit um but it's like a full normal size like naomi sega cab yeah but it's instead of the two controls it's got two keyboards (laughs) it looks fantastic it's pretty funny so the other game i wanted to ask you guys about from that day is um Popeye mm-hmm. uh, it seemed like was there is there any secret to the scoring in that so one thing I found was in the first level you can jump up the top and hit like this boxing bag and mm. it knocks a lock down and you can knock it you can drop it on the guy's head and I mm. think you get 3,000 points mm. for doing that um but was there any other secrets like that? Uh, I don't know about secrets, but like, did you use the spinach, right? Uh, probably Just not as much as I should have. Okay. Yeah, I was a bit confused. At least every stage. Hmm. I was a bit confused about how it works. You need to punch them once you pick up the spinach. We should probably describe... Apparently you could just run into him. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. I was but trying he, to punch him. But he runs away faster than you move. Yeah. So, um... For people that haven't played it, this is a game on... Well, we played it on the Famicom. Or yeah. yeah, it's originally I, an arcade game. Yeah, and I played it on Atari 2600. Right. And it's basically like a single-stage platform game. Mm-hmm. And there's a girl at the top that's dropping hearts. Olive. Olive. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's dropping... Actually, it's not hearts. The first level's hearts. Yeah. The second level's like the notes. Yeah. So it changes every time. And you've got to collect a certain number of the things that she drops. Hmm. And then you've got the big guy chasing you around. Br- Brutus? Uh, maybe. Okay. I'm not so much up on the Popeye thing. Okay. Right. Bluto. Bluto. Baker Snark MDW in the oh, chat. Wow. Okay. Right. He'd know. And you can kind of use like uh, Pac-Man style, like go out the left side of the screen to come in the right side of the screen mechanics to to elude him because yeah. mm. he can't go outside yeah he doesn't go yes, through some different pathing to you but right yeah 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 it was fun mm. I liked it I only played it twice sadly but I was like totally bewildered on how to get like uh, I think the best score was like 45 or something mm. Mm. So. I think my score was 3050 Really? Okay. <laughs> so when you said, you know, you knock that lock off and it gives you 3,000 points if you hit him on the head, I was going to say that was pretty much my score. Because <laughs> like I said, I only played it twice. I was playing right. all the other games. Okay. And, and then just as it was all wrapping up and Ben was taking the scores down, he said, oh, you haven't played Popeye. And I said, uh, can I play it now? Mm-hmm. And he said, sure. Mm. So I went and played it twice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Think, and another thing is, if you catch the things that she's dropping up higher, you get oh, more points. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I didn't really, I didn't understand that when she drops those love hearts hmm. in the first stage, then they land in the water. Yeah. 
the first time I played it, you know, I'm catching them and catching them as they're falling. Hmm. And then a couple of them fell in the water. And then I was just walking around the level for ages, not knowing what to do, realizing yeah. you can go down the bottom and pick yeah. them up off the water. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. So I figured that out after a while. Right. Hmm. So I thought that if it stayed there for a certain amount of time on the bottom, you'd die, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, right. I thought you'd die. Oh. Yeah, so you do, if you do miss one well, and I did just die, leave it. So right. maybe that's what yeah, happened. You probably, that's probably what happened. Hmm. Yeah, if you leave it for too long. So it's, it's like a risk-reward a bit where you're trying to catch them up the top, but then if you don't get down to the bottom and get any that you missed, then you, uh, you will just automatically die. Hmm. Um, but as soon as you go down the bottom, then all the ones that are coming get lower and lower. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's a bit of, I guess, a bit of strategy to it. Mm. Yeah, it was a really fun day. I had a great time. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I and like I said, Ben's got a, an amazing collection. He's got a bunch of arcade cabs, huge amount of consoles, and almost unbelievable amount of Sega stuff <laughs> Mega Drive yeah. Saturn and it's all in a single garage yeah <laughs> I think he's got 700 and something Saturn games wow 600 and something Mega Drive games yeah it's pretty awesome mm-hmm. in the competition Matt came first yeah nice you sound really excited by that I did, so, I, uh, I, I, this is this is from like getting second and third in a lot of games I didn't I didn't win any of them Mm. Yeah. Well, mm. what matters is who wins yeah. in the end. Yeah. But and that's kind of in the end. I think that's how it should be, really. Because if you you can't just get away with being good at one thing, you have to mm. kind of be good across the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You won a prize. Yeah. What was it? A Pac-Man lamp. Pac-Man lamp. Nice. Mm. That's pretty cool. Me and Josh, aka Sneak, in the Discord chat, came equal second. Uh, ben Benasic came third Comes third in his own competition On his own games That's terrible mm. <laughs> <laughs> And you John Came fourth Yep Yeah I enjoyed um, Covering the Tony Hawk high score table With <laughs> scores Right <Yeah>. Okay <laughs> And then making sure I saved it On the memory card Hmm <laughs> I did the same with uh, Theatre of Magic. Right. I destroyed Ben's uh, Grand Champ and walked away. (laughs) That was a lot of fun. (laughs) Cool. Uh, Yeah, so that was cool. Um, Another thing that's been happening over January is we started a game of the month on Discord. Mm -hmm. So the chat... Uh, voted on a game that we could play for the entire month, um, posting scores and competing. And ultimately, uh, as we go through the months, choosing different games, all the, all the rankings will be tallied and there will be an overall winner at the end of the year. Um, but as for January, the game chosen was Bubble Bobble. And that was... It was chosen first as a, a GTS game of the month, but it was also running in the Arcade Wars competition over January. And Arcade Wars is kind of a... I think it's a one-up arcade in Brisbane initiative where a bunch of arcades in Australia and internationally um, post scores on a game over a month. Yep. In previous months, I think it was only a couple of arcades 
Uh, but this January was the first time they had a bunch of arcades, including 1989 for the first time. So people from 1989 slash Sydney were able to compete. But yeah, also the GTS game of the month was Bubble Bobble, so we're all playing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that concluded as of 12 a.m. last night mm-hmm. with Sneak throwing in. <laughs> so uh, cheeky. I know, so sneaky, <laughs> one could say. Yeah, so sneaky. Uh, a score at, and I looked at the time when he posted it, 11.30 p.m (laughs) sandbagging i don't know (laughs) i don't know but uh yeah he posted a score at 11 30 um which was a fantastic score and ended up being first place so he won and he got a score of 1,899,500 i came second denny devito third dragonstorm fourth stroganoff fifth evan sixth ben benasic seventh BSS, who is Matt, is 8th, Nick Pro, 9th, SKT, which is Scott Tiller, 10th, mm-hmm. Ujohn, 11th, mm-hmm. and Baker Snark, MDW, but we shouldn't really allow this score, but it's there anyway, <laughs> and I'm not going to remove it because he's last, 12th. <laughs> yeah, don't remove it because I'm happy with my not last. <laughs> <laughs> why, why shouldn't you allow it? Uh, there's a, well... I was going to say controversy. It's not really a controversy. It's my own moral quandary mm. in that uh, the, the Bubble Bowl at 1989 is a bootleg board which has it constantly in super bubble bubble mode, mm. which means it's harder, it's faster, the, the enemies are more aggressive, and also the, the monsters are remixed, mm. so you... Uh, uh, fighting against not really fighting you're blowing against uh, monsters that you'd only actually discover later on in the game in the usual normal game yep Um, so all the patterns are different so for instance someone playing original bubble bubble on first stage gets dudes that just walk around or whatever Um, this is a bad example because actually on super that's the same thing Mm. but they're different monsters if they were and I'm getting into the weeds a little bit here. If that was on the original board in super mode, those monsters would be firing fireballs. Mm-hmm. But because it's super on a bootleg board, they don't fire fireballs. Oh. But huh. they are still that same monster. Hmm. So it's just a little bit different. The patterns are different. Um, right. And so my it's own... Not, so it's not really the same game. It's not really the same game. I, hmm. Yeah. And that's my own moral little quandary. Um, but because we're... It's just a bit of a loosey-goosey, whoops, casual competition. We're kind of just like, whatever. Well, no, it's the other way around. Oh. So our competition in Discord didn't allow Super. It's right. the Arcade Wars. Oh. Which, and I, I hesitate to say aloud. Yeah. I don't know if the organisers know that it was a Super board. It's just not enforced or... I guess, or informed. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I made it clear from the beginning that that's the case. So, I'm. I you, you informed them. You informed them. I informed Ben. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So it's not my place to say anything in particular. Yeah. It's just uh, on the Discord. In GTS, we decided not to allow super scores. Right. Except for Baker's Nark MDWs. Because it's last. Because it's ten thousand points. 
Which you could have done by yeah. accidentally oh, headbutting the buttons 10, on the first points. level. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Might as well be last. Far out. <laughs> um, uh, but I will say that through this game of the month, through more, um, uh, I wouldn't say forced, but um, influenced playing of Bubble Bubble, I think I get it now. Oh. After shitting all over it. <laughs> I wouldn't say I <laughs> In prior podcast. I wouldn't say I shat all over it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think... I don't know if I wasn't paying attention to scoring before or what it was, but I didn't understand that when you pop, like, if you capture, like, a certain number of enemies or every extra enemy that you catch... If you pop them all at once, you mm. get a bonus, yeah. and that's quite significant. Yeah. And basically, Big. the whole game is about trying to do that without dying. Yep. Um, so it's like trying to do that in a safe way, and each level being set out in a different way ma- means that you have to use a different strategy. And mm. some levels are safer than others. Mm. Um, and so now I think I get, I get it, mm. um, and I would play it. Without, mm. without being forced, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's part of these, you know, competitions where you pick a game and you play it, both for Arcade Wars and for GTS, is mm-hmm. that you're not necessarily encouraged, but just because everyone else is playing it, you decide you might play it as well, and you get to learn stuff and you get to appreciate stuff a bit more. Yeah. It's even the same as Ben's Meat. I mean, a lot of those games I would never play. Mm-hmm. Usually, because they're not my type of games, like Virtual Fighter, um, Typing of the Dead, and all that kind of stuff. I'd never play them myself, but because you're going to a place and everyone else is playing them, you play them and you form an appreciation yeah. for them. So that's that's all part of it. That's that's why you know we do these things. Yeah. So I I would never play Virtual Fighter, mm. and I still, I still wouldn't, wouldn't play <laughs> yeah. Virtual Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible game. I, yeah, yeah. I don't really get that. Hmm. It's similar to Dead or Alive. I guess it came before Dead or Alive, but I think Dead or Alive does the same thing better. Hmm. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I just couldn't get away from the feeling that you're better off just mashing buttons and hoping for the best. It seemed to be the best strategy. That's what I did. Hmm. I think. I think there's a. I guess there's a back and forth. Like you can, you have to learn the back and forth. And I think. I guess this is the thing with these games that I've heard it being described this way before like about Tekken is that not only do you need to know your character you need to know the character you're against as well Mm -hmm. which I suppose you could say that about other games like Street Fighter and stuff but I think with these 3D ones you need to be able to recognise the moves are so different I guess Um, you need to be able to recognise what they're doing or have an idea of what they might do Um, more so think you you seem to have less defensive options because you seem to just if even if you're blocking you still get hit Mm. and you get chained and i don't know i just never you never feel like you're safe like Mm. you can block something and then counter it i just Mm. always felt okay i'm you know pressing the block button i'm blocking but the guy hits me anyway and i Mm. still lose energy and I still fall backwards and then mm. they can still hit me and chain me into something. So mm. I just never felt like like other games like Street Fighter or MK, 
you can be defensive. You can mm. either hold back and block something mm. or you can hold in the block button and you block it. Mm. You might take a little chip damage, mm. but you don't actually take proper damage. Mm. And then you can counter and mm. just never felt right. I think, but you know what, though, is that... And I'm, I guess I'm kind of going out on a limb a little bit here with some assumptions, but I think that that is to do with what I was saying about knowing the game mm. and it's hard to to um, analyse this sort of thing after the fact because you already know Mortal Kombat and you already know Street Fighter. Yeah. But I think that maybe part of that feeling comes from the fact that you know, like, the range on, you know, yeah. Blanker's hits yeah, and yeah, you yeah. know the range on those other characters. And what's going to cross up and what's not and yeah. all of that. Yeah. And... And I think that playing Virtual Fighter it is so foreign that we have no idea of what kind of attacks might be coming at you. Mm. And when you're blocking, how quick it takes, like how quick they might be at doing a throw or what kind of um, attacks can get around your block. Because there's a lot of like, obviously they have low and high attacks and they have overheads like Street Fighter. Mm. But in Tekken and I think in Virtual Fighter as well, there's mid attacks which are similar uh, to overheads where they will do damage if you're if you're crouching and blocking. Uh, so maybe that's what I was getting hit by then. And there's also unblockable moves as well. Hmm. Um, and then there's obviously grappling and there's also reversals. So you, hmm. can, you can be attacking and then you can end up being the one getting hit. And you have to know which characters do reversals. And hmm. I think that I think a big part of it is the knowledge of the game um, but but I have to say I had the exact same feeling as you and I tried to switch modes in my head to thinking more like Tekken where it's about... Uh, and I, I guess really Street Fighter is the same but the way that I play Tekken is trying to bait them into doing a whiff like t- into mm. attacking and missing mm-hmm. so then I can go in and do a counter attack. Yeah. I started trying to play it like that and that seemed to help a bit uh, but in the end... I wasn't. There didn't seem to be many powerful moves. It was like the moves didn't feel powerful. I would say, hmm. uh, but maybe it's because of the way I play Tekken. Like I use Paul Phoenix, and he has a big like smashing fist move, which I use to punish people when they do whiffs. So right. Um, yeah, I think. Anyway. Uh, yeah, it's just about knowing the game. We don't I know the part game. Part of it is that, and so probably that's why we felt. The way to get through it was to mash buttons yeah. and hope for the best. And I couldn't get past... I think it was stage five. Yeah, it was stage five for me as yeah. well. That's where the difficulty seems to ramp up. Yeah. And, you know, that's like many fighting games. It's like Street Fighter 2. The first two or three guys are easy. Mm. And after that, it's actually really hard. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Since I've been... I mean, like, the first time sitting down on that virtual fighter, I got to stage five. Right. The first time in Street Fighter 2. No. No. Okay. All right. The, mm. first, the first one. <laughs> Which is another reason to like Street Fighter. But there's the so many Fighter. different versions of Street Fighter though as well. And the AI difficulty is heaps different in all of them. Mm. So um, I think w- I played World Warrior again recently because there's a Facebook group with a score challenge on World Warrior. Mm-hmm. That's harder than CE, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Probably. it is. Maybe it's because of my play style. Mm. One of the big things that's crippling, like using Ken, is how his range in the Dragon Punch. Mm. Yeah, it's like half. Well, it's the same as Ryu's in World Warrior. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, 
So there's more exploits in normal Street Fighter. Maybe it's just that I don't know the the AI exploits. I guess. Mm. Um, 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 I was going to say something else. I've forgotten. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Cool. Oh, that's what it was. I remember. <laughs> Since I've been like really getting into more fighting games, mm-hmm. I've learned that there is a world of fighting games that is so different to what we are used to. Like the world of... There's a whole culture of like anti-DP. Like we don't want to do the deep DP input command anymore. Do not put it in your game kind of thing. Really? There's a bunch of fighting games who specifically don't put those kinds of input commands in their game because they want to make something different. Weird. Yeah. And to be clear to the readers, DP stands for Dragon Punch. Right. Not double Sorry. penetration. Yeah. <laughs> Usually like the quarter circle forward is the one that everybody puts in their game. Well, yeah. forward quarter circle yeah. for the Dragon Punch. Oh, you mean quarter circle forward for Fireball? Yeah. Yeah, that's in everything. Yeah. Well... Yeah, it's in everything. Yeah, so I think there's a number of games that are now trying to really change up the gameplay of fighting games so that it isn't reliant on those kinds of input commands. Mm. Mm. And they also have things like um, auto-comboing, but it's it's really difficult to describe without really preparing, I guess, to explain it. But I think that... They're trying to make the game more about... Um, uh, I think what Street Fighter was originally like, where it was about positioning and like tactical choices more so than execution. Because the more mm. you put in like input commands and combos, the more it becomes about execution. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway. I guess my main point is that, yeah, there's a whole world out there that I'm just discovering and... There's some really different stuff mm. out there. The yeah. FGC. Yeah. Fighting game community. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I joined the, the FGC group in Australia. Oh. Yep. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're an FGC or? There's a bunch of people trying to re- revive Killer Instinct. Oh. Because the new Killer Instinct is supposed to be relatively good, but Microsoft owns it now and they did a really weird thing where. It's free, but all the characters you have to buy individually. You get like. Jago and someone else hmm. get at the start hmm. for free but then you have to buy the characters right which is not necessarily bad I guess it's just different yeah hmm yes so um, back on to Bubble Bobble <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so Sneak won that rather sneakily ha 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 see what I did there <laughs> Um, so that was fun and now we've got our new game of the month seeing as it's the 1st of February mm. and that is Aliens vs Predator mm. the readers voted Alien vs Predator I thought that I, I thought it was done I thought Donkey Kong was in for sure I was ready mm. to ready to go well I learnt how to play Bubble Bubble learnt loosely learnt mm. I guess I'm going to learn Donkey Kong Okay, and then the next morning I woke up and I was like, oh, it's AVP, okay. Mm. <laughs> well, you voted for AVP. I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I actually voted for DK because I'd like a, an excuse to play DK because I need to practice it because, you know, we've got mm. Kong off coming up soon. Oh, no doubt it'll be... I said this in the chat, but 
it doesn't really matter all that much because I'm sure we'll get to both of them eventually. No, oh, yeah, we will. And also, the Arcade Wars next game is DK. Ah. So, um, and 1989 has a DK. Yep, they sure so do. People will be playing DK, uh, but we're playing Alien vs. Predator in the Discord chat as part of Game of the Month. If you would like to join us, please do. Hmm. Yeah. Just go to gamethesystem.co cool. slash discord. It's and cool that to will have take like you off to the Discord chat. Hmm. Sorry. I was saying, yeah, it's cool to have so many people in on it too. Hmm. Yeah. Yes, and uh Bakersnark MDW rightly mentions that there is a real theatre of magic in Ben's store, which is yes. interesting. And he's also doing a flip frenzy competition this Monday night at his game traders store in MacArthur Square. Um, Denny DeVito in the chat mentions Arcade Wars was originally between Galloping Ghost Arcade and 1UP but now lots of arcades mm-hmm. as we mentioned and yes between Galloping Ghost and 1UP hmm wonder how they were is there a connection there I don't know hmm 1UP in Brisbane and Galloping Ghost in USA mm be awesome to go to Galloping Ghost one day. One yeah, day. Yeah, definitely. One day. One day. Do you know how many machines they have? Lots. Yeah. Mm. Is he That's still introducing one a week? I guess so. Yeah. Probably. Mm. It's like, I can't even imagine. Yeah. I think yeah. the only one that's, only arcade in the world that's comparable is um, Arcade Club in the UK. Oh, right. They're pretty damn huge as well but Galloping Ghost is still the biggest and have the most rare games yep and the only other thing to mention in news current events and things that's going on is BPAC 2020 so BPAC 2020 we talked about last podcast but since we talked then and as of this morning which is good timing Jimmy Nails posted in the discord the full BPAC calendar Ah. Yes, so previously we had probably a rough outline of some of the events. Arcade Championship 2, Kong Off, Brisbane Masters, but now we have the full calendar, although it does say in small print calendar subject to change, which is fair enough because we're still a little while away. BPAC 2020 is on 31st of July to August 9th in Brisbane, if you care about games, pinball, retro, arcade, console, barcades, all that good stuff, you need to go to BPAC. It is the best event of the year. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a week of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, on the 31st, I'm going to run through these pretty quickly because there's a lot to go through. Mm-hmm. Um on the 31st of July, we have at 12pm 10 Strikes Fair Strikes, which I'm going to assume is a pinball competition. Yep. Oh, actually, there's a key. There's a colour key that tells you. Mm-hmm. That's ah, handy. Yep. Then 7pm, we have Donkey Kong Level 4 Comp. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Hmm. Is that a comp where you get up to Level 4 and that's your lot? Uh, intuitively, that seems like it, maybe. Hmm. It makes sense to have comps that... Uh, not only take less time, but 
have predictable amounts of time required. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Then on the first, we have classic Classics Target Match Play Pinball Competition. 10 a.m. we have Australian Kong Off 4 Qualifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 8 p.m. we have Classics Flip Frenzy Pinball. On the 2nd of August, we have at 10 a.m. Pin Golf. 10 a.m. Australian Conga 4 Finals. 7 p.m. Four-player Stall Ball 5 Strikes, which is another pinball competition. What? Okay, Stall Ball is a new thing. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Okay. Apparently, people like it. Yeah, I, I kind of watched it. them play it last time. Hmm. Is that yeah. something like where you can... I think it's... Okay, I'm only speculating again. You have a big line of people... Line yeah. onto one machine, and there's you play until there's some kind of trigger where you change players mid game, yeah. right? So you play it until the ball stops for some reason, like hmm. it goes into a ah, scoop, scoop, something. something like that, and then okay. right, and then you move on, right? Ah. Uh huh. You know, it is ball. It's almost on. like musical chairs. Yeah, but I don't know how you win. Hmm. You probably just have to be the last person, like musical Random. chairs. Musical chairs. Well, yeah. Imagine <laughs> it. Well, again. Totally speculating, and but you know it's, that's our podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do a lot I, of that. Imagine if it's like a thing where you just have to not lose the ball, and then when you lose the ball, you're out, and they just keep going until mm. there's only one person left. Oh yeah, that'd make sense. Oh, maybe, but yeah, maybe I've just invented a new game. <laughs> maybe you have. <laughs> On the third, we have at 12 p.m. Brisbane Pinball Club at Netherworld. 3 p.m. Kids Pinball and Arcade Masterclasses, 4.30pm Under 16 Three Strikes Pinball Competition, 6pm Two-Headed Monster Comp at Netherworld, which is an arcade competition. Ooh. I don't know what Two-Headed Monster Comp is, but it sounds like some kind of dildo. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> it, uh, it might be a two-player thing, like Split Flipper, yeah. where you have two people per team or something. Hmm. Yeah, it could be mm. something like that. Or it could be a dildo. Fourth, Puzzled. 3 p.m. Kids Pinball and Arcade Master Classes. 4.30 p.m. Under 16 Three Strikes Pinball Comp. 6 p.m. Puzzled Arcade Tournament at Pincadia. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Puzzled Arcade Tournament. Sounds it's like something Ben might like. Yeah, sounds like something I really wouldn't like. Mm. Seeing as I don't like puzzle games hmm. Ben really likes puzzle games Yeah 6.30pm Mini match play at Pincadia mm-hmm. uh, August the 5th 1cc marathon day at 1UP Arcade That sounds pretty awesome mm-hmm. I don't know how that will work 1cc marathon Yeah Maybe it's Yeah, I don't know I don't know how you these are, are these all competitions though? Or are they just Events or I don't know. Mm. I'm assuming they're competitions, but maybe they're events as well. Mm. Um, 3 p.m. Kids Pinball and Arcade Masterclasses. 4 p.m. Gold Coast Pinball Club at Time Zone Surfers Paradise. Mm. 4.30 p.m. Under 16 Three Strikes Pinball Comp. And 6 p.m. Sunshine Coast Pinball Club at Sneaky Baron. Uh, 6th of August, 10 a.m. Herb Warm-Up Event which is a pinball comp. 6pm, Super Ultimate Punch Turbo Edition. And uh, Game the System happens to be sponsoring that event. Mm. Oh. Yes. Do you know what it is? 
it's like their um, ultimate punch competition they've had before where I think it was three fighting games. Mm-hmm. I think it was Samurai Showdown, one of them, Mortal Kombat 2, and Street Fighter 2 Hyper, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of the competitors play all three of those games, I think. I think it's a bracketed competition and one of the players gets to choose one of the games and then the other player the next game. And But you're forced to play all three and you go through until there's one person left. Mm-hmm. So you're forced to play th- different fighting games. And with this being the super ultimate punch turbo edition, I think there's going to be more than three. Mm. So it's really going to be sort of the person who's good at a bunch of different fighting games rather yeah. than specifically... You know, say yep. Mortal Kombat or something yep. like that. I really hope I could be there for that. Uh, I'm not sure. Hmm. I think I can enter it, even though I game the system is sponsoring it. Pretty sure I can. We'll see. Well, you're not involved in the um, like the administration of the comp at all, no. or anything like that. No, you're not all an official. All I did was, I say I. All game the system did was um, throw some money at it. Mm-hmm. For prizes and stuff. Uh, Then 6.30pm, three strikes, competition, pinball. 7th of August, we have Herb Warm-Up Continue Pinball Competition. 10am, Australian Arcade Championships 2 Qualifying Day 1. That's going to be exciting. You're going to try and be at the Arcade Champs this time, John? So last year, I was like, when I was monitoring you guys doing the arcade championship i was like oh wish i was in that like i should have gone for that weekend because i went for the kong off weekend Hmm. which i'm not a donkey kong player so it was kind of just more just to see what it was like yeah Uh, and i just wanted to play games and stuff too so um i didn't really the arcade champs wasn't really on my radar but after seeing what it is um, I definitely would like to be involved, but mm. then I heard about the super ultimate punchy ah. thingy, and I was like, "Oh, that's like absolutely my jam." Uh, so I have to figure out if it's possible to do both, but I don't think it is. I'm actually looking at the calendar now. Well, the ultimate punch is on the sixth, and then Australian Arcade is seventh, eighth, and ninth. Yeah, so that means I would have to be, yeah. It would have to be from Thursday over Mm. that weekend. Yeah, so I was only really planning on doing one weekend. Right. um, And that might be pushing it a little bit, but I'll see. I have to see what I can do. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I'll just see what I can do. I think I would do much better in the fighting game comp, honestly. Um, Not that I think I'm really great at fighting games, but... uh, It'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be awesome. It's definitely... I'm definitely a lot more interested in that. But, um, yeah, we'll see. Cool. Uh, 1 p.m. we have the Queensland Women's Pinball Championship. Now, I failed to mention last BPAC because we had a number of podcasts after BPAC 2019 um, and I talked about how no Australians won any of the major competitions they were all internationals this was incorrect Mm. because I failed to mention in the Queensland Women's Pinball Championships uh, Holly who's Australian she's Mm -hmm. from Brisbane 
she won the last Queensland women's pimple competition. So mm-hmm. a little late to announce that, but, you know, we get there in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, that's happening again at 1 p.m. on the 7th. Uh, 7 p.m. Herb warm-up finals, pinball competition. On the 8th of August, we have 9.30 a.m. the Brisbane, Brisbane Pinball Masters qualifying. Um, and that is the most awesome pinball competition in Australia, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only one I've ever missed was last year because I was going in the arcade champs. I don't know what I'm going to do this year. <laughs> it's really last time. Yeah, it's, it's a dilemma. <laughs> it's a dilemma. Well, you almost won the arcade champs last year. I almost did. Uh, I've got no chance in Brisbane Pinball Masters. I wonder if... I wonder if... Would you be swayed if there was some kind of points system like the IFPA for arcades? Hmm, maybe. Hmm. Hmm. I know there's been rumours. Hmm, there's rumours. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so we'll see. I'm leaning more towards the Australian Championships, arcade championships. Hmm. I need to defend my third place. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, yeah, 9.30 a.m. Brisbane Pinball Masters qualifying, 10 a.m. Australian Arcade Championships 2 qualifying day 2, 6.30 p.m. I suppose with, the, with qualifying for Arcade Champs on the 7th, the day before, you probably could play in both Brisbane Pinball Masters and Arcade Champs as long as you put in some strong games the day before in the arcades. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll have to... Think about that. And then 6.30pm, Australian Arcade Champs 2, two-player team finals. And I want to get in on that because last year I missed out because nobody chose me as a partner. Oh. I felt very alone. Who did like it? No one chose you as a partner? No what? one chose me as a partner. Jesus. Oh, I, I played with Ben. Yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> I, I shed a small tear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and on the 9th, the last day, 9.30am Brisbane Pinball Masters Finals, 10am Australian Arcade Championships Finals, so maybe you can't do Pinball Masters and Arcade Champs at the same time, although I would not expect to make the Brisbane Pinball Masters because I don't play pinball as much as I used to. But anyway. Hmm. 7.30pm Closing Party Flip Frenzy... And that will be the end of BPAC 2020, a whole week of competition events, going to barcades, drinking a lot, if you drink, which I do, some people don't, um, <laughs> and having lots of fun. Mm. It's definitely a lot of fun. It's going to be amazing. Jimmy Nails and the crew there up in Brisbane just do an amazing job. Mm. I mean... You get to hang out at Netherworld, you get to hang out at Bincadia, you get to hang out at uh, One Up, at Pinball House, House, Mm. H-A-U-S. How do you pronounce that? House. House. (laughs) And all sorts of other places. Hals. 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 Your German accent. (laughs) Scheiser. (laughs) So, yeah, that's going to be amazing and cool and the best and... I'm going to be finished up in my new position at that time, so I'm going to be ready to celebrate. Sweet. Finished up? Yeah. Is it... Is it like... Oh. Yeah. I'll be in my new job. Well, I actually, my contract starts today. 
So as of today, and we're recording at UTS, and my new job is in UTS. Mm. So as of today, I'm under my new contract, and I'm in UTS drinking beer, Mm. which is, you know... (laughs) You're doing great so far. Yeah, (laughs) and recording a podcast that has nothing to do with work. Uh, But it goes for five months. My contract ends June 30th, and then I'm free. So is it the kind of project that will be done, and then you'll kind of be going back to something else or on to something else yeah so what it is i'm currently a manager of a team here at uts i was offered a secondment into an executive role mm-hmm. um, which you know as i said i stupidly accepted mm-hmm. so for the next five months i'll be in that role um now there's talk of it's kind of a feeling out period if I decide I like that role because mm. they will be advertising for a permanent person in that role. I could probably go for it. Whether uh, I get it or not is another thing. Right. But I might get four months into this thing and decide this is not for me. Yeah. So I won't go for it. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. But either way, at the end of the five-month contract, I will just be returned to my previous position. Right. Yeah. So I get to try it out. Mm-hmm. Mm. Cool. It's a good way of doing a role. Yeah. Yeah. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, so mm. that's the important thing. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I'll be ready to celebrate after that five months. Mm-hmm. And what better way to do that than going to BPAC 2020? I don't think there is a better way, actually. I, I think that's I the perfect way. I can't think of anything better than, no. than that, really. Uh, so that's the news and stuff and bits that are going on in the world of stuff that we live in. Maybe we can take a short break. Mm. I will get another beer. It's time for me to update my car. Ah, yes. Parking. You need to move your car. Well, I won't move it. I'll just put money in the meter. Ah, mm. right. Well, I'll hold my plastic card to the meter. Right. Yep. Yeah. Virtual money will exchange mm. virtual hands you know what would be they, the the next step would make it so much easier they make an app yeah so you can just put money I into the parking meters yeah. and <laughs> why hasn't someone done that yet that's an amazing idea yeah you could make requires local government you know hmm. maybe we should do a service like uber but it's like yeah people just people. run and go up to meters <laughs> and put money in them for you yeah <laughs> you know what I think we could make millions with that idea. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just charge 30 cents off the top every time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that'd cover it, but anyway. <laughs> I'm going to go walk down to my car. <laughs> yep. about talking about this in the podcast but I don't think we'll get a chance Mm. Um, I was talking to a guy last night who I started talking to on Facebook through like all the promotions that we've been doing Mm. Um, 
and he's uh he's got like four candy cabs at his place so he's like a bit of a candy cab guy he sent me a message this morning saying one popped up on like this penrith um group sales like trade group and it was in kings langley which is like the next suburb over from where i live um it was 650 and there was pictures of it with the screen working with Street Fighter hyper fighting. Yeah. And the guy said it was a Street Fighter 2 and just the second player buttons didn't work. 650. Yeah. And um, so then Evan messaged me. He's like, are you going to get this cab? And then the other guy messaged me. He's like, I told Evan too. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Um, and I said to Evan, like, oh, I'm going to try. Um, I said, we should both try and get it because then it maximizes our chance of at least getting it like in the group. And, but I said, it's really close to me. Um, but I was coming here. So I messaged Alan who was around the area in the Ute. I said, here's the guy's phone number. Go check it out. Like if it's, if it's a hyper fighting board, like the board itself is probably worth that. And the cab's worth more than that. If it's all working, if the buttons don't work, it's probably just the button wiring. I wouldn't worry about that. Um, and so he went there and while I was driving, he messaged, he said, I turned up to look at it and someone was loading it up in their trailer. Oh, should I? Yeah. yeah. So we just missed out. Okay. <laughs> and I was just like, ah, damn it. <laughs> Didn't really want to spend any more money, but for that money, the guy's crazy. Yeah. But now we'll never know if it was a real hyper fighting board. I bet it was just a multi. Yeah. Gotta be. Yeah. If the guy didn't know what it was worth imagine if that was an actual hyper fighting board fire out <laughs> yeah so that happened okay. the other thing i did was i picked up a modded ps2 which kind uh i thought there was only one kind well with the the, the first ps2 you had the hard drive put in it yeah it's yeah. one of those okay so I don't know if they need to do anything. They must have to, like, flash the kernel or something. Yeah, I don't know. He said... Oh. I asked him, like, how does it work? And he Might said... Special memory card. You take the hard drive out. You, yeah. you change some of the stuff. You put a special ISO on. Yeah. And then he said, you do something else inside. And then... Yeah. So I said, how do I change the games? He said, you have to change them on the hard drive. Mm. So it's not like an Xbox where you can just log in off by <laughs> FTP. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you can do it. And he actually Did gave they have me, no report? Uh, the second... The second I think they do. The maybe not. Steam does have I network, think, but I don't know if the first one does. I think it might be only later. Cause, right. So one of the reasons I wanted this one is because it has the iLink port on the front, hmm. which is the original way they were going to do system links. Yeah. And you need that for Time Crisis 2. So oh. now I can set up Time Crisis 2 with two screens, two PS2s. Yeah. And do it properly like the arcade yeah. um yeah so i wanted that and i don't think i don't know but i think then when they took got rid of the iLink, they changed it for a ethernet and it, it was so funny though too because he was super nice i always get really nervous picking things up off marketplace but it was like probably the best customer service experience i've had ever mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if there's anything wrong with it just like, give me a call, and here's some instructions on how um, to use it. And, like, 
I'll make a, he's like, oh, I might make a video. And then on the way here, he sent me a link like, I made a video. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, cool. This is on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, I bought a modded PS2. Right. And I picked it up today, this morning. Yeah, okay. Well, actually, I didn't buy it. Uh, the business bought it. Hmm. I didn't, it's not, I wouldn't buy one just for me, but it's very convenient if like it's going to be used in a situation where lots of people are going to be playing. Yeah. Because then we don't have to have discs. Yeah, that's right. And we don't have to worry about games getting stolen. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the main reason. I was just mentioning that because um, I just had the exact opposite experience on Facebook Marketplace. Oh, were you on Facebook Marketplace? No. I thought you refused to. I do. Right. <laughs> and this sort of backs up my reason why I refused to. But you had a Facebook Marketplace experience? Uh, via third person? Oh, okay. Kind of, sort of. So, today, on the train, in the way... On the way into the city to record this podcast, um, I got a message saying, "Hey, there's this new Astro City." Oh, um, being sold. Is that sold. the six hundred and fifty dollar one? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we were just talking about that. Oh, really? Who yeah. who sent it to you? Uh, ben. Ben sort of. Benasic? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gave me a heads up. Oh, so he knew as well. Yeah. I some other guy that I met. Um, I was just telling Matt. Just last night, I started talking to him on Facebook. He's like a candy cab guy right. in the area. Mm-hmm. And I just met him through like some of the promo we've been doing. I've only spoken to him online. He sent me the link this morning to this cab. Hmm. And um, then Evan messaged me saying, are you going to get this cab? <laughs> and So it seems like everyone knew yeah. about this cab, but no one actually made it public. So everyone's uh, talking well, behind Evan, the scenes. Well, I didn't know Ben knew. I didn't know you knew. Yeah, I didn't know you knew. Evan messaged me because hmm. I guess the guy that told... So I found out the guy that told me also told Evan. Hmm. And then he said he must have told both of us that the... Well, he didn't tell me Evan until after I already knew. Anyway, Evan asked me if I was getting <laughs> it. And I was like, I think we should just both go for it because we should just get it into the family and then hmm. like figure out what we're going to do with it mm. but it was so cheap that yeah. someone has to it get it it was a good price yeah and it had a PCB in it too it had Street Fighter images 2 hyper-fighting. with hyperfighting yeah. on the screen but yeah. I didn't see the PCB there nah. was no picture of the nah, PCB nah, nah. Nah. so we don't know if it's actually a PCB or a multi yeah um, so which one of us out of all the people no one right <laughs> because so so because I was on my way here mm. And I said to Evan, like, I reckon we should just both go for it. But it was in Kings Langley, which is a suburb next to me. Next I thought to it my was, suburb. yeah. And, um, but obviously I couldn't go. I would have gone. If I was at home, if we weren't recording this, I would have gone. <laughs> uh, right. Anyway. Blame um, the podcast. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, it might not have happened because I don't have the cash. I would have had to have got it off Alan anyway. Hmm. But so I messaged Alan. He was out and about anyway doing a few little things in the area. And hmm. he had the ute. And I gave him the guy's number. I said, like, go check it out. Hmm. And then he messaged me while I was on the way here and said, when I pulled up, someone was loading it up in there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, right. (laughs) So, yeah, it was funny because I was messaging the guy. So, Ben talked to our other friend, Eric, who moves stuff around and builds custom cabs and stuff like that. And so, Eric could have gone and picked it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, okay, that's cool. Um, 
And then Ben said, okay, here's the seller's number. Because like I said, I don't use Facebook Marketplace. I mm. don't like to. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I'll contact him. So I contacted him and said, you know, this is what I'm after. You're selling it for 650 good. Um, and he's like, yeah, yeah. And I said, okay, well, you sure you don't want just bank transfer? I can send you the money right now. Instant bank transfer. Yeah. And I said, you know, my friend Eric, who can pick up the cab, he can't come at this time that you need it picked up today by because he was saying you know the seller's the seller was saying he can't stay there past 1 p.m yeah can it be later on in the afternoon and then he went silent mm. and that was like because he was probably getting a million messages from yeah, probably. different people yeah but for not, two hours or yeah. whatever he just never messaged me back yeah and so i'm like oh whatever and then just as you were off moving your car I got a message from him, single word, mm. sold. Mm. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I'm sure not just from us, he would have been getting messages from heaps of people. Oh, he probably, of course. He must yeah. have realized at that point this thing's going to go in a heartbeat. Yeah. And it seemed like he was just like, whoever turns up first with the cash is going to get it. Mm. Um, and I guess that's just the way some people operate. And But he could have said that. Yeah. Or he could have said, send me the money by bank transfer as soon as it hits my account, it's yeah. yours. I think Evan must have given him the same option because Evan said that he would have bought it. Mm. He was like, I'll buy it, like mm. sight unseen. Mm. And um, and yeah, that's so that's what he told me. And I was just, that's why I was kind of like, I think we all should just go for this because it seems like the rules are a bit who knows what's going on yeah and maybe he'll decide that he likes me more than he likes you or you he likes you more yeah. than he likes me and that's exactly why i don't want to get involved in these kind of things because yeah. it's just you spend a lot of energy and time trying to save a few bucks mm. and i just that's not how i operate mm. i just rather give a bunch of money give me what i want mm. i get it mm. done yeah. I hate stuffing about. I yeah. hate trying to be, you know, play someone yeah. against someone else. And yeah. I just, yeah, I hate it. Yeah. I really don't like it. I think I, it seems like part of what you're saying is um, like being, I don't know if this is the right word, but beholden to someone else, like as if they're doing you a favor. So you have to make some sort of effort. Mm. You just want to pay the money yeah. that it's worth. And yep. get it. Yeah. And, you know. I value my time more than trying to save some dollars. Mm. Yeah. Because ultimately my time is worth more dollars than the money that yeah. I would save trying to put the time and money into trying yeah. to save those dollars. I guess it essentially comes down to that. Mm. Um, yeah. So did you know about it last night or just no, this morning? Just this right. morning. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it and must I'm like, have been oh, I don't really want to, because again, because of all these reasons, I didn't really want to engage in it. But it was such a great price. Oh, it was ridiculous. That I thought, yeah. And the other reason, <laughs> which is kind of funny, is that yesterday I bought a new Astro anyway. Oh, you did get one. Yeah, I okay. bought one of the highway ones. Yeah, cool. So, okay, that's going to arrive probably next week or something like yeah. that. So I was kind of like, well, I just bought one. I don't really... I mean, I did want two, mm. but I only bought one. Mm. But at the same time, I spent a premium price on this one I did buy. Mm. But then again, this one's such a great price that maybe I should still try and get it 
And anyway, so that's why, yeah, messages started flying about. Yeah. I mean, I think <laughs> at that price, you've got you to try whether you get it or not. I think you have to be just prepared for whatever eventuality mm. comes. You can't get too excited and, you know, um, jump out of your skin. And, uh, I mean, we were close. Like, if we were... If Alan was there 10 minutes earlier, he probably would have had it. But mm. um, anyway, that's just the way it goes. It just depends on who's around and, yeah. you know, I'm sure there's so many people in the local, in our local area, like I'm talking about where I live in Western Sydney that are after these things. And it's, yeah. it's all behind closed doors. Like, yeah. I mean, the sad thing is that I think, you know, we would have shared it with people and it might go to someone who just keeps it in their garage and doesn't really share it with other people. Mm. But um, that's just the way it goes. Yeah. And there's more out there. Um, and uh, To the people who's willing to spend the time and so forth, the spoils mm. go to. That's like a saying, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> the spoils go to. Victor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all fine with me. It's just like I said, I, yeah, I don't have the time to spend chasing these things yeah and like i've said to you many many years ago in terms of retro gaming collecting there's always going to be bargains yeah these things are always going to pop up yeah and so. it's, it's true like that there'll be bargains and but also they're also not as they're not disappearing as much as people like to make out i think mm. that they are you know yeah. like they'll always be even though candy cabs are not that popular in this country they always be. They're always around. Mm. You know. Mm. Um, I think they're getting more popular these days. Definitely more popular. Mm. Um, I guess people are understanding what makes them good mm. more. Maybe uh, mm. I don't know. Um, yeah. Now that people experience them, because like I might have said before, uh, arcade players in Australia never experienced candy mm. cabs. Yeah. Because you never saw them. You yeah. always had low boys and mm. LAI stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think when we started this podcast. I would have been like, I want an upright cab with MCA sticks. Mm. and I would have been the same. Yeah, because yeah. that's what I knew and that's what I had the nostalgia for. But now mm. it's like, I don't know how to describe it, but when you sit down at a candy cab and those controls just feel nice and the screen's really nice. The screen's the thing that sells me on them. Yeah. The screens are amazing. Mm. Super clear. Yep. Yeah, so... Yeah, anyway. Yeah, so we all missed out. We all missed out. Well, who knows? <laughs> Someone who knows? got it. Alan saw the person that bought it, but mm. um, I don't know who that was. Some lucky person, and like I said, they're willing to spend the time, and good on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe now we can talk about what we've been doing in the last little while, and I suppose it is a larger while, mm. because mm. you know we haven't really talked about it for a while. We had the Christmas, New Year's period, yep. um, the holidays. Presumably in holidays time, you get time to spend playing games, but that's not necessarily the case. No. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So, who wants to talk first? <laughs> um. It's like that scene from The Good, The Bad and The Ugly, the three of us sort of side-eyeing each other. I feel like I might, I'm going to probably take a while. Right. Maybe. Hmm. So, maybe you should talk about your thing first. Okay. Okay. Matt will be the quickest, apparently. Right. I don't know. 
I don't know. And then I will be the next quickest because I'll go on for a while as well. Mm. And then John will go on for a while. I, I only have till 4.30. <laughs> oh, okay. So we've only got an hour and a half. Yeah, that's plenty of time. Mm-hmm. I say as, you know, knowing what we're actually like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we've already recorded for the, like probably three hours. Uh, not quite three hours. I don't hours. know how to wake it up now without... You just press any button. Cool. Yeah, two hours. Hmm. That's nothing. Okay, Matt, go. Um, so we we have talked before about FPGA games. Yes, we have. And Mister. Yes, I, I think. Uh, slightly. Slightly. Remind me. Tell me what is Mister. Uh, it's an effort to. Um, Wow, sweet Jesus. <laughs> John just had a moment over there. <laughs> <laughs> I just cracked my minor figures coffee nitro cold brew. Hmm. The funny thing is, and the readers don't see this, is that John has four drinks in front of him. Yep. He has a Three. cucumber colch. Mm. He has that coffee milk thing. In a pink can. In a pink can. Yep. And then a Coke, no sugar, and then a bottle of water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two down, two to go. Hmm. Indeed. Anyway, Mr. It's a it's an effort to make a platform out of FPGA gaming and classic computers. Hmm. Consoles, arcade, hmm. and old micros. Hmm. Oh, so it's a piece of hardware like the Retron 5? Really. So the hardware comes Except from somewhere else. FPGA. The hardware is this Thrasic oh. D10 Nano. So it's okay. a FPGA development board that already existed. Mm. It's just, but that's the target that they're building this platform on. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Does it? Yeah. So you can buy this thing off the shelf. Right. And then load the software in and have your working system. So the Mister is software yeah. that you put on this existing board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. Got it. So it's almost like having a Pi, but instead of just being a computer, it has FPGA chips. Yeah. Right. Okay. Nick, Nick Pro in the chat says GC8 Tech. GC8 yeah, right. Tech yeah. in the Discord. He did a Mr. Intro video. Yeah, he just recently put up a video. Right. Okay. Showing the, the board, the T10 Nano and the, the USB hub and the IO board. Right. Okay. In memory. Mm. Yes, that's the thing. So you buy you buy the the base thing, mm-hmm. but all the other stuff, the other hardware to add on is open source hardware that's part of the project. Right. So kind of out of the box, you get uh, a USB port for a controller and HDMI out, mm. and that's kind of it. Can I just ask a quick question? Yeah. Who are you and what have you done with Matt? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so different. Yeah, your voice is struggling. Yeah. You're reminding me of the, the end of BPAC 2019 where I lost my voice. <laughs> I found it really hard to talk. Yeah. Are you finding it hard to talk or, no, or is it just dipping in funny. and out? I don't right. know. Okay. So hurt. sounding funny is fine. Yeah. It's just when you can't talk, that's really frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> what was I saying? Um, yes, yeah, so if you want analog video, hmm. you need this add-on board. Right, and so it's a, but it's open source right. hardware. You, you can get the, 
you can go to somewhere and buy it, like some, mm. someone that's making them or download the Gerbers and get them made. The Gerbers? Yeah. What, what's a Gerber? I'd say when someone designs a PCB. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting all self-conscious about yeah. his voice now. Yeah. Because <laughs> John's over there just smiling. Oh, <laughs> I was just No, I was thinking about what a Gerber is. Oh, okay. It sounds like a really big booger. When you do... <laughs> it's not something you put down your pants. Well, maybe. No, I guess you could. Maybe it's like, you know, when you have glue residue and you roll it up into a ball? I think that's mm-hmm. a Gerber. Oh, yeah, that could work. <laughs> hmm. It's like standard format that when you do your PCB design, mm-hmm. this is what you save out to send to the PCB, uh, the, founder, like the maker or whatever. File standard Files, format yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Right, a Gerber. Yeah, so this stuff's pretty... You don't have to do the design. You just take these files and send them to, you know... PCB way or Wash Park or whatever. Hmm. And they send you back your board. You put the bits on it and you have your thing. Right. Sorry, I was slightly distracted because Baker Snark MDW just posted a picture of a weird baby and it's got Gerber underneath. Okay. I don't know what this is, but (laughs) it was really distracting. (laughs) I'm assuming it's a brand of baby food or something somewhere i'm like deliberately not reading the discord chat anymore while we uh all right (laughs) (laughs) yeah denny devito backed that up and said yeah it's an old brand of baby food Mm. okay well there you go yeah and yeah so the other add-on for more usb ports Mm -hmm. otherwise you've got to supply your own like powered hub which is okay but you know it's more stuff how is this uh bunch of stuff powered ordinarily there's a barrel jack that goes into the barrel jack you buy your you buy your d10 i know it comes with the power supply right that's it okay yeah all right Mm. um so if you've got no add-ons you can do a few things you can do a bunch of the arcade systems Mm -hmm. and mega drive um and a couple other things but not much that's that interesting Mm. Mm. And so I have right now just the baseboard and that's, that's all I'm, you know, I can do. So I can play right. Donkey Kong. With the <laughs> analog Batman. video or not analog video? Oh, yeah. So there's a trick. You can get, you can use the HDMI port and you can, see what, you can turn on a mode in the thing to make it do something, I don't know. And you get those HDMI to VGA adapters mm. and then it runs VGA like that. Oh, Apparently, no latency. Hmm. Apparently, no Apparently latency. Apparently, no latency. Now, I've got a video on my phone here that I tested the latency on. on a slow-mo video uh-huh. where I'm recording myself on Donkey Kong. We press the key and you can see the scan lines of my monitor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can go press the key, see scan, scan, and then Mario jumps. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm going to go test that in 1989. Let's do the same video mm. to, to compare how it ah, is. Ah, yeah, right. Mm. Okay. Oh, that's pretty cool. Mm. So you have DK running on your mister. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Cool. Connected to a monitor. Yeah, a VGA monitor. Right. Hmm. Is that the PVM that you have? No. So this is a bit harder. So when you do that, you've got to do a scan double on. Okay. So you, yeah, because the this whole thing with like the 15 kilohertz mm-hmm. and whatever PC monitors do, it's more. Mm-hmm. So you've got to make you got to tell the mister to do two lines per line. What does that do? Every line draws twice. Ah. 
Uh, okay. Is that 15 so, kilohertz or not? Kilohertz? I think that's higher. Right. So, but that makes it work on, on a VGA monitor. Hmm. Um, and so you can not do that. And so I've got an adapter to do VGA to BNCs to plug into the PVM. Mm. And I can't figure out the configuration to make it work properly. Mm. I can get the menus working on my PVM, but not mm. the games. It switches to, does the scan doubler all the time. I don't know what, what to mm. do about it. Mm. But it should be possible. Mm-hmm. I just haven't figured that out. Mm. Right. Cool. Yeah. So did you buy that specifically to play DK or? No, all the things. All the all things. All the things. <laughs> <laughs> oh. There's so much, like, there's, you know, already there's so many things you can do with this thing mm. and there's so much more in the pipeline. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I know Mega Drive's a big thing. PC yeah. Engine mm. is, is it one. Be- a lot of work though to especially with boards like that have um custom chips to like d hmm. re, like de-engineer them yeah. I don't know, what do they call it well they decap the chip and they take photos of it and yeah reassemble it right yeah. hmm. we can take x-rays i think that's harder though hmm. so they with those kinds of games it's like uh a lot more work than stuff that was later that's got a lot more standard stuff on it, right? Does that make any sense? I get the feeling right. the earlier things were more standard. Okay, maybe. Oh, well, you know more about it than I do. Um, um, I don't know. I mean, it, it might change from system to system, but, like, the older CPUs are really well understood. Okay, hmm. you know, right. If, if there's a arcade game that used the 6502, it's probably like, a yeah, lot cool, more, drop that in. We a lot more simple as well, right? Hmm? Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah, like a lot of lot of standard chips, lot of, you know. Okay. Mm. The jelly bean parts. Jelly bean parts. That's what they call it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know. Whatever. Okay. He's up <laughs> on the lingo. Yeah. Yeah. Barrel <laughs> connectors. Yeah. Jelly beans. Yeah. We're mm. not very good conversational partners for this discussion. <laughs> 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 I'm sure there's people out there that know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, but there are some extra special chips that aren't well understood. Right. That people are working on to, you know. Okay. Mm. Yeah, mm. to be able to replicate. Mm. Yeah, and it's all about those cores, right? So. Well, that's, I mean, they're calling a core, you know, a system mm. in style. Like, it's yeah. a core for, you know, Donkey Kong. And that's yeah. all it does. It's yeah. a core for Mega Drive, and that's what that does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of this is already developed, really. It's just... It's pretty... We're pretty... Yeah, there's a lot already available. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, before even the Mister was around... Oh, okay, because Mister comes from another project called Mist. Right. There's a more expensive FPGA board. Okay. That was based around... Ah. Hmm. So, um, but are the cores specific to this board, though, or... Yeah. Okay, right. So the whole thing... The reason why it's this board in particular, not just because of the ports on it, but it's got a... FPGA and a system on a chip it's an ARM CPU that runs Linux as well and so that takes care of the things that the arcade machines never did like the USB right. port okay and oh. the SD card <coughs> yeah um you know and the menu system and that yeah yeah hmm okay and what's the like is the front end an, an emulator like a or is it an actual custom so when, UI? When it's a custom thing. When you boot it up, it, yeah. you get a menu and yeah. you pick the call that you want to play and then and it switches over to right. that. And depending on what kind of thing it is, you, there's another, you can get up the menu again and yep. 
you know, okay. loadable. Mm. Mm. Yep, change the setting. Yeah. I've seen recently in the last couple of days, um, CPS1 is yeah. close to being yep. done as a uh, core. Uh, it's hard to say how close, but it's, it's coming along, and yeah. I'm very excited for that. Hmm. So that could be... Um, Right, so with that, you could actually use that as a uh, game board replacement then in an arcade. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it, assuming it's accurate enough, like, you, you could take, theoretically, uh, I, I don't know the boards. Is is an A board and a B board? And, and, and a CPS C board. One. Yeah. Hmm? There's a C board, B board, and A board. Do you know what, what does what? Uh... No. No. Okay, anyway, <laughs> let's just say let's just say there's one particular board that breaks. The B know. board's the one with all the ROM chip, the game ROM chips. Okay. So the A board's the uh, CPU. Okay, good. So let's say the A board breaks and and it's hard to get new ones. Hmm. You could you could theoretically get an FPGA replacement, stick that on. Right. Hmm. It should do the same thing. Hmm. Actually, I might be in the wrong way around. C board might be the CPU board. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, well, There's maybe three for ROMs as well, but that's, you know, less useful because you can replace ROMs. Hmm. But, but, but um, you could use... So how much is all the hardware and stuff? Oh, yeah. So the DA10 Nano is probably $200. Okay. And, and apparently that's going to go up quite a bit because Intel are talking about ending the... No, it's subsidized right now because it's an yeah. education product. Ah. Um, so they're, they're selling it uh, below cost, apparently to get people into doing FPGA development. Huh. Hmm. That's interesting. And yeah. when they decide to stop substituting it, hmm. substituting it? Subsidize. Subsidizing, that's the yeah. word I meant. Hmm. Um, the price will go up quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Another reason why this board's a target, because, yeah, you can get them cheap. Oh, yeah. cheap. It's still a lot of money, to be honest. It is a lot of money, yeah. Um, so it's not the kind of thing stuff. you're like, oh, rather than buy this... Um, whatever board i'm just gonna use this fg fpga hardware because that that hardware is expensive anyway unless it was like a really expensive game yeah most pcbs though are getting stupidly priced mm. i mean if you want a ghouls and ghosts um pcb you're looking at two grand now that mm. is insane yeah pcbs wow. are getting ridiculous yeah. jeez yes there's mm. some convenience anyway, having all the things in the one set up. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, the yeah, one, one control panel, yeah. one monitor, you're not mm. unplugging anything. Having a, any kind of multi-system is so useful. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it's a shame that there's not many that are up to par with an actual arcade experience. Mm -hmm. And so if it, that's what it's heading towards, then... It, I mean, like the Darksoft system, that's only for specific... Uh, arcade systems though mm -hmm. so you're limited to however many games were released on that particular hardware yeah um if you could have a system that did basically anything then that would be awesome because mm -hmm. you could just rotate a game around you know um yeah or if you you know like our game of the month comp like our game of the month comp you wouldn't have to worry about that either mm. like evan said like <laughs> it's like oh, i feel like a an idiot with all of this hardware around me and then I'm playing on MAME because oh, we're choosing like a certain game or whatever. Mm. And you can't have every game, so. No. Yeah, but, you know, that's just the way it is. Yeah, well, I, I listened to a 
podcast recently where one of the guests was one of the people who were intimately involved with the whole Mr. Project. Mm -hmm. And he was saying, and he's super technical, so, you know, I can't say what he was saying, but basically there's a lot of hype around what Mr. is and what it isn't. And people are basically saying, you know, it's it's cycle perfect and it's just like the PCBs. It's not quite there just yet. Mm. It depends yeah. on the it's core. It's not perfect. Yeah. Um, it depends on it, the programming. And yeah. So the ultimate goal is to get the, the, the cores cycle perfect mm. so that they are just like playing on the PCBs. Yeah. Mm. But the actual cores at the moment aren't quite there just yet. They're yeah. still working on them. Mm. Uh, but they're as yeah, good as what you can get. Well, easier than others, I think. Yeah. One thing I noticed, like, particularly on Donkey Kong, the sound doesn't uh, trail off the same way as the real thing. And I'm uh, like, oh, that's analog parts probably doing that. Right. Yeah, Maybe right. that's difficult. Yeah. It's like on the Mega Drive when you go into noticeable specifically on uh, Road Rash when you huh. go into, like, the menu or something and mm. it just plays the end of the last note. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. Yeah. That was actually another exact point that he brought up is that which core do you do? Because like with the Mega Drive, hmm. there's probably about 16 different versions uh, mm. or, or different there's, um, combinations of sound chip plus CPU mm. plus revision plus... So which one do you uh, make it's actually in this, the core there's for? Whole, there's a whole set of options in the menu for which sound chip. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And so it's really, really complicated to try and get something cycle perfect because which one do you choose to spend mm. your time on? And mm -hmm. so it's, it's really, really complicated. Yeah. And uh, again, the ultimate goal is to get everything cycle perfect and I'm sure that will happen one day. Mm -hmm. But there's people spending hundreds of hours trying to do this stuff. Yeah. And they're not making any money out of it. They're just doing it for the love of, you know, these systems and the games. So yeah. It's pretty bloody awesome. Yeah. Mm. Ghost well and truly won Arcade Wars with Bubble Bubble. Yeah. With that person putting in 5.6 million, got their team average to 3.6. Is way wow. above everyone else. Is it just the top three? Yeah, just the top three. Right. So now in 1989, myself, then Thomas Holdsworth, then Stephen Kerr, our average was 1.8, and we were second place. Cool. So that's exciting. Yeah, but Galloping Ghost. Is it the, it's the, first, us. the first time 89's been in yeah. arcade mm. wars? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. People are going to be going, us. people are going to be wondering what 1989 is. Yeah, who are these idiots? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure they'll be excited to be like, oh, Sydney. That's where the fires are. Hmm. <laughs> Are you finished with your mister? Uh, am I? What else do we want to know? I don't know. So you're playing mostly DK? Yeah. Right. Cool. 
And how are you um, going with your DKing? Uh, I haven't played enough because of me playing Bubble Bobble. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what's the and other stuff? Okay, what's your PB? Uh, it's like 110, 120. Okay. Oh, that's really good. What's your PB, Mark? I think once you break the 100K barrier, in, you, barrier mm-hmm. you are in the upper echelons of DK players. Yeah. My PB is like 45K. Okay. I am not a good player. <laughs> <laughs> Ran- so, randomly, um, uh, I ran into... So, Alan, who... I work with his sister was at BPAC last time and it was crazy because I didn't know she was there hmm. and Alan just messaged me while we were there and said oh my sister's there did um, she go specifically for BPAC or did she go for the show for Donkey Kong oh wow for Kong off huh and he's like she's there somewhere where the Donkey Kong is I'm like really and we were in the room and like I turned around and she was right there Wow, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, and then I found out the reason is because her husband is like mad into Donkey Kong. Hmm. And I think at the time his PB was something around the 200 and now he's wow. up to the sort of 400. I have to be... Bloody hell. I can't, he told me last time I saw What's him. What's his name? Nathan Scott. Okay, I don't know him. What's her name? Uh, Catherine Scott. Hmm. They both played in the comp. Did they play in Arcade Wars? Uh, I don't think so. Because okay. he doesn't really play anything else. Right. Uh, not, Typical DK player. Not, <laughs> not, Just plays DK. I guess not as much. Let me see if I can see the last. Uh, no, he didn't. He didn't message it to me. Anyway, I'll have to, have to check what he's at. Because, um, yeah, he was fully getting into it. But he, I'm sure, will be there again <laughs> as Mark tries to catch a fly in his yeah, fist. Yeah, it's annoying mm. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, so I guess I'll have to start playing Donkey Kong at some stage. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah, I'm just using this because, yeah, I suspect if the, if the latency is lower, I'm going to be playing better. Mm-hmm. Playing yeah. on CR2 mm. as well. Yeah, definitely. But first, Alien versus Predator. Nah. <laughs> no, you're not going to play it? I mean, probably. It's a beat-em-up. Token effort. It's not a fighting game. It's a beat-em-up. Token you like effort. beat-em-ups. Yeah, I know, I know. But, uh, you know. <laughs> There's another competition <laughs> no, at I the don't. same time. What's the other competition? Arcade Wars. Oh, DK. Of course. Yeah. So, is there a new game every month for Arcade Wars? Yeah. Okay. And this one's DK. Mm. So where did we end up with your other idea for game challenge for game uh, system? I think I've given up on that. Oh. Yeah. I didn't, that was quick. I didn't get any positive I thought it was feedback. an awesome idea. <laughs> there was positive feedback, wasn't there? Uh, I thought it was an really. awesome idea. It's a tough crowd, I have mm. to say. Mm. No one, you can't. Pl- no one's going to be happy with anything that you no, do. No, they certainly won't. Yeah, they mm. won't. won't. <laughs> they won't. Um, but no, I think so. For the readers, I thought it was a really good idea. Who are listening to this? I came up with an idea um, after receiving feedback from a few people in the Discord chat that they wanted a way to 
play games, but deep dive into the game mm. as opposed to like a game of the month where you're just sort of playing for a bit of high score and it's a bit casual, it's a bit fun. Mm. Instead, they wanted uh, uh, an avenue to really get into a game, to, f- you know, finish games that you'd never or you'd always heard about but never really tried to get into the point of finishing them and... Mm. Also, there's been lots of talk of, you know, let's get together as a group and try and attack certain um, high scores on Twin Galaxies or, you know, mm. speedrun.com. Um, so I thought, okay, well, you could do, and I, I won't go into the specifics because it's, it's a little bit too complicated, but I figured out a way where you could uh, have a thing for three months, we choose a game. Uh, you get certain points depending on what category you achieve things in. So, for instance, there was finish the game, you get one point. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you post a speed run, you get one point. It doesn't have to be a world record, you just post a speed run. Mm-hmm. If you post a Twin Galaxies scored, again, doesn't have to be a world record, you get a point. Mm-hmm. Then you have bonuses. If you 1cc the game, you get a bonus point. If mm-hmm. you post a world record, you get a bonus point mm-hmm. in speedrun. If you post a Twin Galaxies world record, you get a point, mm-hmm. a bonus point. And then at the end of the year, after 12 months, um, whoever's you know got the most amount of points is the game in the system player of the year. Mm-hmm. You know, trophy, prizes, all that kind of stuff. So that was my idea after receiving feedback about, you know, this is something that we'd like to do. Let's do something like this. And okay, well, this is my proposal. But people weren't very positive <laughs> about my proposal. <laughs> and so I was kind of like, ah, uh, yeah, well, because I was apprehensive to even explore the idea because mm. you'd probably get maybe two people who are interested in doing something like that mm. because... It's not a casual competition. You're not just playing for a bit of fun. Mm. Finishing games, one CCing them, posting world records or to sites. Mm. It's It requires It's a effort. bit of a commitment. It's a commitment. Yeah. yeah. And there's only a couple of people that would be interested in putting that time and effort in mm. to commit to that. Mm. But the people who initially seemed to be the people who would be interested in putting that commitment were the people who probably gave me the most negative feedback Mm. Mm. and so i thought well yeah it's probably not going to work Mm. i guess the biggest challenge with it is choosing a game that you know or choosing games really that appeal to most people and i think that when it comes to video games that's not easy to do and Mm. i think it's it's the biggest challenge when it comes to creating competitions for arcade games mm. uh, and video games that you when you want to include a variety of games mm. um, because so like I've been thinking about it a lot in relation to the pinball because of the IFPA points and stuff yep. um, and how if we did have a system like that how that might work and one of the things that yeah I identified as a big challenge is um, how one difference between pinball and arcade is the skill sets and how there's more of a variety of skill sets involved with arcade games yeah um yeah because i look at the pinball system and it's 
actually so well refined now mm-hmm. they've really i think as much as people complain and again this comes back to the point that there'll always be people yeah. that will complain yeah. no one's going to be happy and yeah and, yeah and even even more so yeah to say that generally people won't be happy with it um because basically i think really all they're expressing is that they want what they desire which is good if you're creating that desire in them Mm. it's a success (laughs) yeah true um yeah so but they just desire for it to be easier (laughs) but Mm. that's it's a challenge it's not meant to be necessarily easy anyway yeah getting off on a tangent but so i'm looking at the ifpa system going um this system's like works really well Mm. in terms of a motivation for competition players so how do you create that in like an a video game or arcade environment and one Mm. of the the bag the big challenges is that the skill sets that are used in different arcade games aren't as transferable as you know in comparison to skill sets between different pinball machines yeah i mean i've provided the example many times where you know you put a world record donkey kong player mm. onto street fighter and they're going to get be destroyed yeah whereas if you've got bowen karen's you know, playing a pinball machine he's never played before, mm. he's, you'd still back Bowen Karen's winning that game against someone who right. maybe even owns it or yeah. knows it intimately because pinball has the, have those basic structures of, mm. of how the game works. Yeah. Whereas video games, arcade games, they can be entirely and completely different. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess even in the rules, like Bowen's likely to look at a game and go, okay, I get how this works. Like you do this and you do this and mm. you'll work it out while mm. he's playing. Mm. Whereas if you step up to a shoot 'em up and you've never played shoot 'em ups before, especially some of those modern ones, they have these rules that aren't that obvious a lot of the time. Yeah. You know, like Pro Gear being one example where you can use your bombs to protect yourself. Like that's something that's not really all that intuitive unless you're a shoot 'em up player and you know that that's, um, generally something that happens in those games. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an essential piece of knowledge that you need to be able to succeed at that game. Mm. Uh, and the other thing is like collecting the bonuses. Anyway, getting our traffic track again. But um, why did we be talking about this again? Uh, <laughs> you brought it up. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's a really big challenge oh because we're talking about creating competitions and stuff so finding like a set of games that people are happy to agree like okay these are the games that are going to represent our skill in game playing Mm. no one like it's so hard to get people to agree like how are they going to agree because basically the person that's great at a fighting game doesn't want to play galaga so Mm. they're going to be like Galaga's terrible. We shouldn't choose that, you know. Uh, so there's got to be some way of selecting games. There's got to be like really specific criteria and well mm. thought out criteria. I think when it comes to selecting games. Yeah, but yeah, to your point, and I agree. Mm. No matter what you do, people aren't going to be happy. Yeah, I and mean, you just Josh ig- you just Sharp, who built the IFBA system. Oh, yeah. He just gets shit all the time. Yeah. Everyone complains and yells at yeah. him and they tweak some little thing and he just, you know, it's, yeah. Oh, he doesn't yeah. have a good time. Yeah, definitely. But he's the kind of person that just goes, well, whatever. These are the rules. Deal with it. Yeah. Because and I people think still engage with it. People when, still yeah, love it. Absolutely. Well, because when you make a system like that, I think you 
have to learn to be that way mm. because otherwise you kill yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just You'll be, never please everyone, so it's just or, it's just yeah. how it is. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, um, I guess, yeah, I like the idea, but uh, still difficult to actually, I think, choose the right games hmm. for it. Um, yeah, I mean, back to your original question regarding that competition format. Like I said, I was apprehensive even proposing it because I just don't see many people actually engaging in it. Mm. Um even though I think it's a good idea. Yeah. And when I read the feedback that I got, I I think that um, uh, clarified to me that, yes, it's too complicated. Not many people are going to engage with it. It's probably not worth the time to spend to put something like that in because it's just, yeah, it's, it's a very specific thing. Hmm. Hmm. Even though I think it's a good idea. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, should I go on to what I've been doing? Um, yeah, sure. Yeah. So, Mortal Kombat 11 update. I haven't played it yet. Okay. Yeah. It still remains... Oh, actually, it's not in the shrink wrap. Why'd you open it? Because I had every intention oh, to play it. You and I put it in and, you know, did the system yeah, updates yeah, that's and all right. that kind of stuff, you were, yeah. You were foibled, foibled, is that a word? By an update. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went and played something else. <laughs> but what I have been playing a lot of, mm-hmm. quite a lot of, oh. is Elvira's House of Horrors, mm-hmm. the pinball machine. It arrived... When was it? Early December? Mid-December? Probably mm-hmm. mid-December, actually. Um, as soon as they arrived in Australia, because for people who don't know, it's a brand new pinball machine mm-hmm. that was released by Stern. Something that I put a deposit down, blah, blah, blah. You can listen to previous podcasts to hear about that. But either way, it arrived mid-December. Um, and since then, I've probably played about 350 games. It's around that. I think last time I looked at the audits, it was about 315. But I've put on a few more games since then. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I played it a lot. And uh, overall feelings, I think it's uh, pretty amazing. <laughs> That's I love good. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... I think I've said before in other mediums, um, it's the Elvira game... I always wanted that I didn't know I wanted Mm. because so I'm obviously an Elvira fan. I love the movies. Um, I love the, you know, the themes around horror and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I had scared stiff the previous pinball machine, which I loved. Um, So when they announced the third game, Elvira's house of horrors, and they showed all the pictures and some videos of what the game did, it sort of took me aback and I wasn't really sure that this was what I wanted. Um, but, you know, it being the type of game it is, you either put your money down and you get it because it's limited edition and you miss out if you don't. So I ended up getting it anyway and uh, and the theme being sort of like a haunted house, um, haunted by... 
uh, previous like sort of movies that she's commentated on before because they're all b-grade horrible movies stupid movies um yeah i i wasn't sure that that would be a thing that i'd really love because her previous games weren't like that but now that i've played it quite a bit i i realize it is absolutely the best thing <laughs> it's just hilarious yeah. these really shitty b-grade movies <laughs> the the scenes being played on the screen as you're playing through the modes and the various things they say i mean one of them is um i think it's werewolf of washington mm-hmm. the movie mm-hmm. and it's basically a, a reporter who's who becomes a werewolf and rampages washington or something like that mm-hmm. and the the scenes that they play whilst you're going through the modes are just the most absolute ridiculous things because, like, the yeah. werewolf, it, it's so clearly just a, just a guy wearing a mask. Yeah. It looks stupid. Yeah. And yet, you know, people who are getting attacked by this guy in a mask are, mm. like, screaming, oh, my God. <laughs> and some of the scenes are in slow-mo. And and these are real movies, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, all in the public domain so they can use right. all of the, the video for them. And, you know, Elvira pops up and says funny things during the, the modes and stuff. And it's just hilarious. It's fantastic. Yep. So one question comes to mind regarding the modes. Something they've done in the past, like uh, in the more recent Star Trek, they had like levels. So they had level one modes, level two, level three. Mm-hmm. Does it have that in it? Cause it hasn't got that far yet. Okay. But I uh, think it will. Because in, in the level two and three... It actually had whole different um, video sequences. Mm. Uh, I mean, that was a dot matrix game, so it's not as not like this where it's full motion video. Yeah. Um, so that'd be cool if they had like when you get to level two, different scenes from that movie. Mm. I hope they do that because I know when you play Star Trek, when you get those different video sequences, it's a really clear indicator. Like, oh, I'm doing pretty well because hmm. now I'm getting those different parts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to be... It might be similar to that, but maybe a little bit different because um, the thing about the game at the moment is the code's not finished. Mm. It's still being worked on. Right. I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there at the moment, but one of the one of the features of the haunted house, uh, for those people that don't know, there's, there's an actual house inside the pinball machine. Yeah. Um, and it's got all of the... Uh, windows and they light up depending on what mode is happening and if you finish a mode then that light stays solid that sort of stuff Um, so with the house on top of the house there's like this little turret Um, it's like a roof with windows all around it Mm -hmm. and part of the mechanics is that that turret spins around Um, and that hasn't been coded just yet but the thoughts are that what that turret will do is that once you've completed all the modes in the house, all the windows in the house, that turret will spin around and then it resets all the windows and you go through other modes. Because there's a whole heap of movies that aren't in the game yet. Oh, okay. So there's yeah. more movies that aren't right. Yeah. Okay. So there's basically about ah. six to eight movies in the game at the moment. Yep. And so, again, the thought is that once you completed all of those... Um, it'll spin the turret and then it, and then you're playing another six movies or something right. like that. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's a lot to come mm. in the game. 
have you had any mechanical issues with it at all? I definitely did, yeah. So the major one is, and only a few people have had this problem, but it's definitely been a problem, is that up in the the middle of the house is sort of like a some stairs mm. leading up to the front door. Mm-hmm. And you basically shoot the ball up the stairs, it grabs the ball, it starts a mode. Um, but what can happen is there's a motor that lifts up the stairs. So in some scenarios, you actually shoot underneath the stairs to trigger certain things. Yep. So the stairs can go up and down. Um, and what happened with mine was that the stairs were constantly stuck in an up position and mm-hmm. it wouldn't go back down. Mm-hmm. And I found out it was because there's a spring uh, on a motor mm. that pulls those stairs down and up um, and the spring just fell off. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Because it's, it's attached and it's really stupid. I think this is really bad design. Mm. The spring is attached just by a little hook on a, on a metal plate. Mm. But it's a really small hook. I mm. mean, the hook is just like a tiny little bump mm. and the spring attaches to that bump. Mm. So, I don't know, various ball hitting things and vibrations and stuff. I can imagine that spring just popping off that little hook, which right. it does. Yeah. And that happened the first time. And then I reattached the spring by, you know, long nose um, pliers and stuff like that to stretch it up and pop it around that hook again, mm. which was a pain in the ass. And then it came off again. Mm. But ever since that time, which is probably a month or so ago, it hasn't happened again. Okay. So that's, that's a good sign. But at mm. the same time, I think that's just bad design. Mm. Why they didn't make that spring in a closed mm. um, way, mm. like, as in it's not just hanging on a hook, but actually mm. goes inside something and then right. closes. Yeah. I don't know. But mm. Yeah. But other than that, it's been fine. Mm-hmm. It's been fine. Mm. But yeah, absolutely loving the game. Um, it's been a long time since I've played a pinball machine where I just enjoy playing it. Mm-hmm like going through the modes and experiencing what the game's doing. Mm-hmm. Whereas previous to that, pinball became to me, um, you step up to a machine and you're just going for a high score, mm. you know? And I just didn't find that interesting anymore. Mm. Um, I wanted mm. to experience something that was interesting and fun and mm-hmm. just good to have a journey through it rather than looking just for the end goal. Mm. And yeah, this game... I just enjoy playing it. I don't care about what score I get at the end. I'm just enjoying playing through the modes and okay. it's experiencing what it's doing. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. So, yeah, absolutely loving that game. The only issue is, and I kind of mentioned it, is that the code's not finished. So I've kind of... I've gone through everything now. You You get to the end wizard modes and the game just goes into a sort of a like a state where it doesn't do anything. You can still score points by shooting ramps and stuff like that, but no modes start. Right. Nothing happens. Nothing's like lit to no. shoot. Yeah. No. And, you know, you shoot a ramp and you get 10,000 points. Yeah. So there's nothing going on. And then when you lose the ball, it allows you to start modes and stuff again. So but there is a wizard mode? There's yeah. a bunch of them, oh, right. but they're just not coded. Even to the point where one of them you start and it's got Elvira, she, you know, pops up on the on the screen and she's talking, but there's no voice. 
Oh, really? Yeah, there's no wow. music, there's no voice. And then... Huh. That's uh, weird. It's like it starts, the thing that it's meant to start, and the ball uh, save light is flashing, mm. and there's a multi-ball that starts, but it never turns off that ball save light. And instead of it just, you lose the ball and it keeps kicking out balls, you lose the ball and the game doesn't know what to do. It just sits there and just doesn't do anything. Then it does a number of ball searches and then finally it decides, oh, pinball's missing, we'll end the game. So there's lots of stuff that's not finished yet. That's weird that they would, I mean, obviously not unusual for them to release a game without complete code. I mean, you know, game code doesn't, get complete until years later a lot of the time or what they would consider like actually fully complete Mm. um it's almost like i guess towards the end it's more like dlc in a way where they're just adding in extra Mm -hmm. modes and stuff Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but uh to release like the code in a sort of halfway state i think Mm. is really weird yeah like it's one thing to release incomplete code but then i guess what we're used to is like a kind of rounded off like yeah. incomplete yeah. code, like game breaking. Yeah, yeah, so you don't get in a crash state. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really odd for them to release it that way. And maybe that's they basically just, what it is. Yeah, maybe they just feel like people have are now used to the idea of incomplete code on release that it's okay to do this. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's. I suppose people who are collectors understand what's going on, and they're well, pro- like people that are good players understand they're the only ones that will reach that point and then yeah. even if the game is cited it's not that likely that people will reach that point yeah um unless they're good a good player so mm. yeah it's not like a, <clears throat> a casual player will start a game and then get up to a wizard mode mm. and then go oh well, what's going on here and walk away mm. it'll be the good players that get up to that area and they go oh well, the code's not finished mm. so I can understand that. Mm. And, you know, I don't really mind the fact that they're still building the game whilst it's out there because they will be building the game. Mm. Unless Lyman Sheets, who's the coder, gets hit by a bus, I think we're okay. Mm. But if he gets hit by a bus, (laughs) that game won't be finished. Mm. Uh, I'm sure they'll finish it. But, uh, but yeah, it's amazing. I love it. Um, Yeah, I couldn't have asked for a better game. That's awesome because it was, yeah, really like hope they don't fuck this up kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think some of the more recent releases have been, there's been some duds. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's what I've mostly been doing, just playing House of Horrors. Cool. Yeah, there's been lots of things I'd, like to do i'd like to keep speed running ghouls and ghosts mm-hmm. but every time i go into my arcade there's elvira there and i just feel like playing that <laughs> just fair so, enough so easy to hit that start button no oh, it is it's <laughs> flashing away <laughs> and the things coming up on the screen demonstrating how to put the money in <laughs> <laughs> press the button and flip the flippers <laughs> yep the diverse set of hands yeah <laughs> yeah alright so you and I think you and I say you I mean John mm. because I was looking I actually wasn't looking at you but anyway 
you might want to talk about a thing that you've been doing that's been taking up a lot of your time. Mm, that we can finally talk about. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we're doing a thing. It should be fun. Mm. The thing is called Rumble in the West. Mm. And uh, it's a pop-up retro arcade bar. So we will have bar, food on site and an arcade. Mm-hmm. We're converting our warehouse. Well, converting. We're putting, yeah, we're making a, an arcade in our warehouse. When you say our. So I'm doing it with Alan, who uh, I work with. So we have our main business. Um, we've got three factory units. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is the main factory, one's the warehouse, and one's like a workshop. Um, so we're going to be using the warehouse unit as an arcade Mm -hmm. so i did a drawing of that warehouse and worked out how many games i could fit Mm -hmm. and the the number is 15 pinballs and 15 arcades that's a good number yeah Mm. so um yeah i think it's gonna be it's gonna be full but there should be enough space there's gonna be like a two meter space between down the middle Right. So I think that's enough for people to stand in front of games and also for people to get down the middle. Yeah. Um, and it's generally going to be pinballs on the left and arcades on the right, although there's a bit of a mix in some areas where it fits a certain way. Like I had to kind of do a bit of, you know, a jigsaw puzzle to fit the most stuff in there. A bit of Tetrising. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so this is happening now in April on the 25th to the 27th, which is the Anzac weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, the 27th is the Monday. It's not a public holiday. It's not a public holiday. It's not a public holiday. Um, oh. Because so um, because Anzac Day is actually the 25th, which is the Saturday, and it's mm-hmm. not one of the public holidays where it gets moved to the Monday. Oh, really? Yeah. So no. it's, so it's I unfortunate. I should have known that, but for some reason... I yeah. didn't realise. Yeah. There was controversy over that a few years ago. All oh, right. I think in some and South then, Australia and WA it is. Yeah. Um, but in, unfortunately, where we are, um, it's not a public holiday, hmm. which is unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. And I thought you chose that weekend because it would be a public holiday uh, on a Monday. Originally, we did choose it thinking that it would be a public holiday, but right. we found out later that it wasn't and decided to go ahead anyway. Okay. Um, so, so um, yeah, we're still still gonna go ahead doing the the Monday because mm-hmm. in terms of like costs and without getting into too much detail, you know, the back end um, when you're doing something like this, I mean, like BPAC as well. There's a lot of work that goes into moving all of everything and setting yeah. it all up. Yeah. And to do it for just two days, I mean, we're only doing it for three days, but. We just wanted to make get the maximum out of it, you know, possible. And I'm sure that, you know, some people might not be able to make it because they have to work on the Monday. But mm. even if they just come on Saturday and Sunday, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you can buy a one-day ticket or you can buy a three-day ticket. Mm. Um, there's some other tickets with like um, some like a T-shirt and stuff like that too if people want that. Mm-hmm. So we've got T-shirts. Um, we had a design done by... Natty B, who is someone that's done work for Netherworld as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope people like that. I wanted to create a T-shirt that 
I think people would want to buy, even if they're not part of the event. Mm. I think it's a pretty cool T-shirt. So Yeah, the artwork looks really good. It looks very um, art from video games of the 80s. Mm-hmm. You know, where it sort of looks looks a little bit odd and weird, mm. but that was the style at the time. Mm. Yeah, it looks mm. like that, and I think yeah. it looks cool. Yeah. Well, I think the stuff that she does is really awesome, and you should definitely check her out if you're interested. Um, she actually closed down her T-shirt store and is clearing some of the T-shirts at the moment, so uh, mm. it's worth checking out. Mm. Um, she's got some really, really cool designs uh, <laughs> she's done a lot of like celebrity in compromising kind of oh, okay. depictions, mm. um, which, yeah, I'll leave that for people to go and look at. But, uh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So hopefully people like those shirts. Um, what else do I need to tell you about it? Uh, we so what will- sort of events are on over the three days? I've got so much stuff planned and I haven't, um, locked in the schedule yet so the schedule will get released sometime in the future mm-hmm. um but we have apart from the arcade we we have a projector set up which will be doing some presentations um which will include like some master classes and the schedule actually filled up so much faster than i thought it would oh cool um and so because of that there may not be as many masterclasses as I thought there would be, mm. but um, I've asked Evan to do a, the final fight one, oh, yeah. which he's, uh, I think, excited to do. Mm. And, um, yeah, we've got some other ideas for presentations, like um, I'd like to do something something along the lines of, of uh, just about Capcom and, like, the development of their arcades over time hmm. um so that's in the works at the moment but hasn't been fully nailed down but things like that um about arcades mm-hmm. so there's that there'll be some stuff about our charity which i should talk about as well um and also we will have guitar hero set up so it's going to be full band guitar hero set up and this is what i saw when we went to uh, that venue, I forget what it's called in Victoria. After Packs. Right. Yeah. At their After Packs after party. Yeah. Yeah, they had the full and guitar. And we lost Matt up. to it because, yeah. yeah, yeah, that'll happen. And it basically, like, it was funny because we got there, I think it was about 7 o'clock or something when we got there. And it was not too busy. Um, and there was no one out there in that beer garden. And I think you were like, oh, that'd be cool to play a game. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, me and Mark went off to play like Mortal Kombat or something. And the next time I looked, it was just packed with people hmm. uh, and they were just playing it all night. And it looks like a lot of fun. And so I want to try and recreate that. Hmm. I think it, it makes a lot of sense when you think about it. It's kind of like karaoke, but it's Guitar Hero. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you can set it up like that where people just basically go in a queue and get to choose a song and then get called up when it's their turn and get to play a song. Hmm. So we're going to do that, have that set up. Um, and the other idea I had was Nightmare. I think probably do that on the last night. The board the, game? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> so um, 
probably the last thing we do, I think, might be that. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, that stuff's not fully locked in yet. But those are the sorts of things we're going to be doing. And so that's going to be like the main bar area, mm-hmm. which will be outside uh, under marquee. So if it rains, we'll still have that area under mm-hmm. marquee. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have the competition area, which is where the main pinball comp will take place. So that's going to be separate to the 15 pinballs that people who have like regular tickets uh, have access to. Mm-hmm. Because I think that the only way to do, to separate like the public from competition is to actually have like physical separation. Yeah. Um, because that's a big problem. In, Otherwise it'd be chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, so there's going to be separate competition area and I've planned a bunch of other uh, console competitions as well. Um, I really wanted to do Wipeout after we talked about that so long. Mm. <laughs> so, but I think the way that Wipeout will work is that basically there'll be a day where you'll have all day to just set a time on a track. Mm. Um, but I will tell you the other ones that we have planned. Um, I think Alan has just jumped into the chat actually oh, in he? Discord. <laughs> so I was planning on doing Mario Kart Battle, a battle comp on 64, GoldenEye oh, as that's well. That's a good idea. Yeah. I don't know about 64, but you know, you mean N64. You never seem to see battle. People always do race and that's, that's yeah. I mean, that's, mm. I think it'd be cool to do a battle comp. Um, Olympic gold sprinting. Olympic gold. On Master System. Oh, Wow. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Crazy Taxi on PS2. Um, I was considering how we can do a Guitar Hero comp, but I have to do some tests to see how that works. Yeah, mm. I don't think it's easy. I mean, You can't just like have... Yeah, because you can't... Because when you play two players, one person is playing like bass, right? Mm. But we could just do it, take it in turns. So a random song is chosen, someone plays it, they get a score, then the other person plays it, they get a score, hmm. and it's just a bracket. Are they choosing difficulty? Uh, maybe we'll just put it on the hardest difficulty. Yeah. I don't know. We, I'll have to do some experiments to see. Is Rock Band easier than Guitar Hero for competition? Rock Band is 100% best game. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> hmm. I was back correcting you before. It's going to be Rock Band, it's not Guitar Hero. Oh, sorry. <laughs> But anyway, is it, is it going to be Rock Band? Well, I've advertised Guitar Hero. Right. People don't know the difference. If you changed it to Rock Band, I don't think anyone's going to complain. I don't... Yeah, I don't so, think so either. Hmm. The... There's no reason why we can't necessarily have different things available, but... Um, actually, I think there's head-to-head mode in Guitar Hero. I mean, I'm pretty much relying on Matt to help me sort this out because right. he knows so it's it Rock so Band, much then. better. Rock yeah. Band's a karaoke game. <laughs> Because uh, there's no there's no fail, you can drop in and out anytime. Ah, uh, just pick. Yeah, pick that's songs. definitely better. Right, mm. but um, that'll be way better for for just the casual side yeah. of things rather than the. You just walk up, press a button, and start playing. Yeah, that's, that's it. Right. Um. And with the it, mics, it's like, can you? Is there a limit to how many mics you can have? Three. You can have three mics. Yeah. Holy shit, that's awesome. Cool. Other games, California games. <laughs> 
on Master System. Footbag. Uh, wipeout, I said already. Yeah, footbag. Um, well, I was going to do like all events, but I might have to time it and see how long it takes because it might take too long if we do all events. Mm. Yeah. Uh, point Blank 3 on PS1, although we will have a Point Blank 2, which I confirmed after I did this. So oh. I might change it to Point Blank 2 on the actual cabinet. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 Horse. Horse? Yeah, so horse. Did you just say horse? Yes. Uh, horse it's a that? mode. What's horses got to do with skating? I don't know. It's what a mode it? in the game. Which one's that? Mm. So horse is like um, where you you do something and then the other person has to copy you. Oh. And if they can't do it, they get a letter, H, and okay. then they spell horse. And at the end, who, whoever's horse first, whoever <laughs> spells out horse first, okay. is the horse, the loser. Right. It's like a, it's a classic um, competition Of course style. it is. You've mm. never played horse before? I've never played horse before. <laughs> it, I think it's pretty common on like basketball courts doing hoops. Like, Right, that'd be why I'm not familiar then. Yeah. Mm. yeah, so anyway, it's just a different... It's just something a bit different. Mm. Yeah. So though, at the moment, um, those are the ones I have up on the website. We're also going to do driver on PS1. There's a mode called... Um, oh, now I've forgotten... I think it's um, survival. Horse? It's called survival. Ah. And you start and there's four cops already on you and you have to just survive. And in Driver, you might have forgotten because basically it's just been totally overridden by GTA. But uh, huh. um, in Driver, you have a damage meter and mm-hmm. every time you get hit, it's almost like Destruction Derby where you just take damage. Mm. Um and so it's just about trying to survive. And the cops are heaps faster than you and they just ram you. Hmm. Uh, and so most games don't last over 30 seconds. If you're going more than 30 seconds, you're doing really well. Oh, that sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So that's one. And then the other one is um, a burnout crash competition, which I think might be fun to do on the big screen. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Best crash. I've got, the, I've got it on PS3, so we might do it on PS3. Mm-hmm. Huh. Which burnout? Uh, Paradise. Burnout Paradise. <laughs> I think it is. The Does that have crash mode? I don't think it so. It has a crash mode. I'm not sure what's the one you want though. Oh, well, I might have to do some research and confirm. Yeah. Has the one, the Showtime? Is that what it's called? I think so. The one where you just explode your car and then keep yeah, exploding it. Yeah, you're just it. bouncing down the road, yeah. hitting right. other cars and stuff like it's that. It's not yeah. the puzzle mode. That's probably what I need. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, I'll need to, yeah, I'll have to take some advice from you guys on that. But uh, those are all the li- the little things that uh, I'll confirm once I actually re- fully release the schedule mm-hmm. because I have to work out exactly where each of those is going to take place. Mm. Um, most of them, I think I'll, I'll set up like a console station in the competition area so that everyone will know all the comps are in that area and then whatever's going on at the time is whatever console we'll have set up there. Mm-hmm. Then we'll also have the retro console lounge where all the other ones are set up. So we're going to do um, two original Xboxes and have... I haven't decided if it's Halo 1 or Halo 2 yet, mm-hmm. like a system link set up. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, all the other consoles like NES, um, Super Nintendo... Um, Mega Drive, Master System, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2. You're going to set those up with like an EverDrive or...? Um, 
I'll see what I can get my hands on. Hmm. I've got games for all of those. Hmm. I'd prefer not to have to have the games around because yeah, that's, that's what just I was a pain. Yeah. But it might. You might be better off having like, and maybe this doesn't quite work for the retro thing, but the mini consoles. Yeah. But yeah, that wouldn't really work for the retro yeah, the, authenticity the, sort of side yeah, of things. The whole idea with this is to create an authentic experience. Yeah. Um, so I do, it, the plan is we're going to have them all on CRTs. Um, mm. There might be exceptions for some of the more modern ones, but they're all going to be on CRTs. Not necessarily good CRTs, but it's meant to be an authentic experience. Yeah. Um, same with the arcades. Um, we do. We are getting a few multis because the classic games are really difficult to cover. Um, mm. It's not that easy to get our hands on like a dedicated Donkey Kong. Um, yeah. It's it's something we probably could do, but the expense is just just outweighs. I mean, it would be great to have them. And I feel like we're letting people down. I don't want to. I don't want people to think that we're misrepresenting. Or I don't want to misrepresent what it is. Um, mm-hmm. And it seems weird to have a retro arcade without classic cabs, um, but they're not that easy to get, and they're expensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the games will be there because we're going to have like a cocktail with a sixty-in-one, so you can play any of those games. Mm. Um, and we'll also have an upright multi, which will have all those games in it, and it will be geared towards classic games. Hmm. And I may even choose a game and just leave it on that for the day. Um, but um, so yeah, you'll be able to play them. But we're not going to have like a Space Invaders like they do at '89 or a Donkey Kong. Hmm. It's ju- just not. It's not really possible with the budget that we have unless someone comes out and says yeah you can borrow mine Mm. but i don't think that's going to happen yeah especially because those kinds of things people you know restore them and they love them and they don't want them to be scratched and treated badly and unfortunately in the public space people don't respect things as much as they probably should yeah um so so yeah so yeah i mean we don't have so basically, this whole thing is um, being funded by Alan and his business. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have any any. We have supporters um, that are helping us in lots of different ways. Um, we don't have any like cash sponsors. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, so we're relying on goodwill of people to help us make it happen. And there's a lot of people lending us games and stuff like 1989. Um, as an example, and friends who own pinball machines are lending us their machines. Hmm. Um, um, anyone who is has offered like a, a money support, um, we're asking them to donate to our charity because we, because we're relying on other people's goodwill, we want to pass that on. Uh, so we wanted to make this a charity event. Um, so so yeah, we set a goal to raise ten thousand dollars for our charity, hmm. um, which I think it's an ambitious goal. But uh, I think that it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely I'm very committed to to making it happen. Hmm. Um, so so yeah, we're pretty much just asking people to help us reach that goal. 
Yeah. Um, and any of the other support that we're receiving is in the form of services or like lending us things. Mm. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's basically how it's working. We're luckily our insurance broker for the company, the main company, like offered to cover the insurance costs. Um, and they're the best kind of people to do that because they know how to get the right cover and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's that, an important one. It's a that's big That's an important thing. piece of the puzzle. It is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, we wouldn't do this without proper insurance mm. cover. We'd be crazy to do that. <laughs> well, I, I don't mean, think you can. Yeah, I mean, legally, not. you have to have the insurance, right? right? That's true. But I guess what I mean is... Um, for like the people lending us things and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not an insurance broker, but uh, we probably could do it without that, but we'd be crazy to do it without that, I suppose. Is and again, I don't think legally you're allowed to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think you have to have insurance. Yeah, no, I don't mean not, I don't, I don't mean you, yeah. No, I meant for like their property or if they if we borrow things right. other people's property oh i see what you're saying yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah sorry yep. yeah i probably didn't explain it properly but yeah uh, anyway so our charity is uh checkpoint um which is a charity that does stuff with packs a lot mm. uh they're always at packs um basically they are a charity that supports mental health for gamers they create resources for gamers um there's kind of two sides to it um i think that one of one of one side is really about uh the mental health of people that play games and that doesn't necessarily mean that you're depressed or that you know mm. you could be someone who is like emotionally stable and doing well and um you know, that doesn't... How do I explain this? I kind of lost my train of thought. But um, basically, it's not just about people that are, you know, yeah, depressed or emotionally yeah. unstable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, the research that they do at Checkpoint is about understanding how to be mentally healthy and have a balanced life and still, you know, be someone who... Um, enjoys video games mm. um so it's not just about um supporting people that that need that help it's also about understanding how people do have balanced lives mm. so that i guess that's what i mean by there's two sides of it because obviously they do support the people that um do need help and yeah. maybe you know uh yeah, are seeking those answers. I guess that's why there's the two sides because you have to be able to understand how to be mentally healthy to be mm. able to help the people that maybe aren't so healthy. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, Just awareness around the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, they're really cool. Um, I guess if you want more information, you can look at their website. Mm -hmm. They uh, Checkpoint.org, isn't it? It's checkpointorg.com. Because they're, oh, yeah, okay. Checkpoint Organization, I guess, is their full name. Mm -hmm. It's checkpointorg.com is their um, website. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
so uh yeah so that's our charity and um i think that the really they the resources that they create appeal to gamers and i think it's really important because even if even for people that aren't gamers i think it was about uh something like a quarter of people are so if you're not a gamer probably someone in your family is um, mm. basically the point of that is that it's something that is not going away it's only going to become more pervasive oh, in yeah. society so yeah. we need to be able to learn how to live a life that includes games that is a healthy life i suppose mm. i mean the norm is gaming now yeah it's not like when we started and we were the weird and strange nerds because we played video games mm. um everyone plays video games now mm. yeah exactly yeah cool yes. so i think it's really important so when is it happening again so it's the 25th to 27th of april mm -hmm. and um and you can buy tickets where uh, you can buy tickets. We're doing it through Eventbrite, so you can buy it directly through Facebook or go through our website. Right. There's a link on our website to get tickets. And what's your website? Uh, the website is rumbleinthewest.com. Oh, that's a good URL. Yep. Mm. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can do a bit of a... I can tell you what arcade games we've locked in yep. so far um where's my list game list so we've got a number of pinball machines um that we have access to so i haven't actually locked in all the ones that we're getting but for the arcade machines i can tell you that well, Point Blank 2, I already said. Daytona mm -hmm. USA 2? Hmm. I don't know the difference between the first one and the second one. I didn't know there was a second one. Yeah. Hmm. It's got better graphics. Right. Uh, I don't know if the gameplay is different. Hmm. Uh, I haven't played it before. Okay. Ben at 1989 has been really generous and is lending us his Turtles in Time. Oh, Okay. So I think that's going to be exciting and a hmm. big attraction. We'll have Street Fighter 2. Uh, I'm not sure exactly which version. It's going to be probably either Hyper Fighting or one or the 15th anniversary, I think. Or it's X, I think it's called. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Which we'll be doing a comp on as well. So we've got fighting game comps as well. If um, you need a Street Fighter two or hyper fighting pcb i've got both of those. oh do you okay yeah. i didn't know that that's awesome hmm. thank you uh metal slug three mortal Kombat two that's also from ben at 1989 mm -hmm. nba jam tekken tag tournament one which is we'll be doing a comp on the nba jam uh thought we could do a 2v2 comp if we have enough people that are interested in that hmm. um there's a Terminator 2 shooter, which is very yeah. much like, um, what's the other one we were talking about? Operation Wolf. Yes. Yeah. It has that same like yeah. pot system in the guns. Yeah. That's a very popular game. Yeah. Mm. It looks really cool. I haven't played it, but um, 
We also have a World Rally, which Ben is lending us. Mm-hmm. It's a racing game, like yep. an upright one. Uh, the 60-in-1 cocktail. And we'll also have some more candy cabs, which I haven't worked out exactly what's going in to mm-hmm. those yet. Mm-hmm. Um, is that everything? As I mentioned, I've got a shitload of arcade PCBs I'm happy to, happy to lend. Yeah. I mean, part of the reason that those aren't <coughs> locked in is because I want to have a, a variety of games mm. and represent different areas. Like, mm-hmm. there's no shoot 'em ups on that list. Right. We'll have to have s- at least one. Yeah. Um, so, that's why... And the great thing about candies, most... Well, like an Astro, is that it can have so many different games work in it. Yeah. Can so, be vertical or horizontal. Yeah, yeah. So they'll get locked in closer to the date. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of lot of work to do still, but um, but uh, yeah, it's all coming together. Mm. So it's really exciting. We've mm. got. A, a, I've been putting up content online. So if if you haven't looked at that, if you're interested, definitely look at that because I put some videos about. What we're doing, the NBA Jam, we're actually, um, I don't know if I'd call it restoring, converting maybe. So we bought a green cab that was, it had the Metal Slug 3, which we've now moved to one of the Astros. Hmm. And It looked like a maybe a Turtles. It looks like it was once a Turtles. Yeah, because when LAI. you turn the, the control panel, you can see the where the buttons were. Ah, right. And it was two buttons. Is Turtles two buttons for each yep. player? Yeah. Yep. So, and it's green. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we've got, the artwork has been printed. I'm just waiting for it to arrive. Uh, all the the boards working and everything. We've got all the controls for the NBA. Hmm. It's going to be a case of putting the decals on mm-hmm. uh, making a new control panel which we can do and yeah then we'll turn it into a four-player nba jam hmm. unfortunately not tournament edition but um yeah should be cool hmm. We're ex- i'm excited about that and then we got this other yellow cab which is going to be the tekken tag tournament cabinet hmm. which i spent uh on Friday, about 45 minutes trying to work out what was wrong with the speakers because I could hear the sound, but it was really quiet. I'm like, what's wrong with this thing? Even went into sound test mode and was checking everything, was checking all the speakers are working. They seem to be working. And I found out, eventually worked out that it has a volume pot on the board. Oh, yeah. Most PCBs do. Yeah. 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 Which I didn't know. And the tricky thing with that is even if you've put in a game previous and it sounds normal... You put in the next game and it's, you don't hear anything, for instance. Mm. And it's not because, you know, volume on the cab itself, you look on the PCB and it's all the way down. So mm. you have to turn that up. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yes. So I'm learning about that sort of thing. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. So yeah. that's happening. It is. April. Yep. It's very close. Yes. Two months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three-ish months. Yeah. Yeah. It's at the end of April, so it's more like three, but yeah. Yeah. Lots of work to do, but very, very exciting. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, what was the website URL again? Rumbleinthewest.com. 
Nice. Yep. Okay, well, I think that might do us then, Hmm. unless we have anything else we wanted to quickly chat about. Nope. 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 Matt looks like he's dying. It's not like he's sick or anything. (laughs) So thanks for listening to Game the System podcast. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is on Game the System Discord at gamethesystem.co slash discord. Come and join us in the Discord. There's a lot of people in there. We chat about all sorts of awesome stuff like arcade cabs, retro games, pinball, etc., etc., etc. We have our monthly monthly high school competition now. Um, yeah, come and join us. It's a lot of fun. You can reach out to us via email at feedback at gamethesystem.co. Uh, rate us on iTunes. That always helps us out. It gets us visibility. But um, other than that, we are done, Mm -hmm. and we will see you next time for episode 62. Goodbye. Bye-bye.